So we're back again for another episode of Scene 3. We're uh, at episode number 6, churning them out quite regularly these this days. This is unbelievable. I don't know why we committed to watching three films every week. Yeah, it was a bad it's decision. getting a little bit harder and harder it to is. do. Uh, that's, of course, my wonderful co-host Shane yep. uh, speaking to you and Mark over here. Today we're talking about uh, films with strong female leads. Is that the, that's is that it, the, movies that's with strong theme? female yeah. leads. Right. We always kind of butcher the themes up a little bit. Yeah, we kind of twist and turn them a little bit yeah. around, but uh, that was it. the general discussions are always good. So what were our films this week, Shane? So the films we saw this week were Alien, Fargo, and Winter's Bone. Mm, three three good, selection. good films. Really uh, good Straight films. out of the gate, I'm going to say that. Mm. Um, we're joined by our guest as usual. Hello. Introduce yourself. Introduce myself. Yep. My name is Ali. Surname? No, just your first name's just fine. Name. We don't, you could Anonymous. be really popular and people might stalk you. Oh, so. good. Yeah. Okay, cool. How... We put your picture up with the episode anyway. <laughs> That's good. I hope it's a good one. Um, do you want to spiel about me? Or... Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Look, um, obviously, um, you're, you're Adam's sister who we had in the previous episode. <laughs> As I always like to call that, you the, my claim to claim fame. the superior yeah. sibling, as yes. I like to refer to my you. Name is Ali. But you do a lot of movie reviews, which I really like because okay. people know I'm particularly mm. particular in my movie reviewers, um, and you you write very well, oh, thank and you. you articulate yourself well, and that's what I like because nothing worse than people who say, "Oh, I hate that movie because it's shit." Mm. Like, well, why we, is it shit? Yeah, we talked about that in episode one, didn't Absolutely. we? Absolutely, yeah. and that's a big thing we want to do on this podcast is have that discussion. So, cool. yeah, you, tell us a bit about who you write for. Okay, cool. So, film reviews. So, last year I did the uh, Critics Campus thing for the International Film Festival, and that was what kind of started off the more serious film writing. Before that, I'd just been doing more poetry, arts reviews, blah, blah, yep. blah. But I've been writing film reviews since I was probably like 12 years old. Um, and so at the moment I'm a staff writer for Beak Magazine, and Power Rats, online kind of website, and uh, write for one of my friends' websites, 43film.com. Lots of coverage of kind of festival, art house, lots of documentary stuff. Um, it's a really great website, and I think that everybody should check it out. Yeah, I'm a big fan of those um, articles as well, especially with festivals, because mm. they're so hard to choose with festivals. So if you can find someone that has like a, a sort of a parallel to your likes and stuff, it's so good to get their input because. Like, I always struggle with the festival. I always say, I'm going to go and see 20 movies, but I'll probably only see 10, to be yeah. honest. And 10's a hard push for me these oh. days because just work and other stuff gets in the way. But, mm, yep. yeah, I do do recommend those kind of sites just purely to, so you can break down what you want to choose. That's I it. have to say, with a resume like that, I feel entirely inadequate now. You're just a guy who likes <laughs> movies. I'm just a guy who watches <laughs> films on Licked Out. Oh, man. I don't even – I've been too busy this year to watch many films, so you're probably more qualified than me at this point in terms of number of films watched yeah, for you this do, year. Yeah, you've, you finally saw The Room this year, which is a – Well, what? yeah, that, that ticks it off the list. Wow. Yeah, How did yeah. you feel about The Room? Um, it was an interesting experience. <laughs> it is an experience. Yeah. I think everyone has to experience that. Yep. I think I'll enjoy it more the second time around. The yep. first time I was kind of just sitting there with WTF on my face. It's very so. bewildering the first yeah, time around. Yeah, the second time's way more enjoyable. And usually if you've got a couple beers with you, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, oh, alcohol. there was a few beers, beers in me. <laughs> <laughs> more beers next time around. Um, now, you're all four strong female characters in films, right? I am a female and I enjoy films. Yeah, and yes. this, is, this is another topic we sort of breached the other day as well. Like with the show, we want to cover as much base and, and I guess about diversity. We've got a couple of episodes coming up where we're going to talk about race as well in film, um, which I think is really important because like film should be as diverse as possible. Um, before we get into the movies, I thought it might be a good idea just to, um, I guess, talk about some other honourable mentions of the films. We, look, we picked three films there, which I think are a really good 
uh, broad spectrum. You've got a mm. physical, uh, strong physical female character. You've got an intellectual strong female character there. You've got, I guess, what would you say of heart with Winterbone? She's of mm. emotionally strong. Yeah, and know. physically as well, I well, guess, yeah. in that mm. film. She takes it from like, um, on yeah, every level. Mentally very Yeah, strong, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Very resilient. But there's a lot of films, I guess, out there that, uh, that, that do sort of portray it because it's, it's not something that I guess um, a lot of films set out to do. Yeah. Um, it's easy to play into stereotypes and obviously mm. way back in the 20s and 30s when films were invented, it was like just men and women just giggled. And, mm. Yeah. But now we, we've got a, we're in a different world and it's it's like, you know, I, we were talking about Ghostbusters earlier and I was mm. saying how, like, I love the idea that a little girl can watch a Ghostbusters movie and say, I want to be a Ghostbuster. And yeah. she can go to the shop and buy a Ghostbuster costume rather than having to buy a little princess while the the boy gets to be a cowboy or a superhero. Exactly. Um, it, that's why I think that, that it's pretty important that we change as much or get as diverse as possible. Absolutely. Mm. But I guess that diversity comes from, you know, not just talk, but people taking action as well. You know, mm. you have, I find it interesting when you have like um, Will Smith and his wife boycotting the, the Oscars because mm. of, you know, they said it's whitewashed and yeah, stuff. It's like, well, you guys have got like nearly collectively $500 million between you. Hire mm. some writers and write some movies. Yeah. yeah. With predominantly yep. feature black people. Exactly. If anyone can make change, it's you. You know, mm. you can do that. That's it. Um, and I think it's the same with females. You Like Ghostbusters, I guess, is the one I just want to touch on because mm. I always found that one counterproductive yeah, because yeah. it became the sole focus of the film. Okay. Um, and like you said, the comparatives were going to be drawn between that film and the original. Yeah. Um. I don't know. In, to me, there could have been a few more decisions made that could have made that film a lot more positive. Yeah. I don't understand why it wasn't set in the same world because they certainly reference it a lot in the film. Mm-hmm. And Patty's even, you know, Winston's niece at the end of it. Like, why didn't we just make that the case? And, mm-hmm. you know, that was the that was the film. And that way you can, you know, but I guess at the same time, I don't understand why people I, – see, to me, it's impossible to fathom that someone's going to hate this film just because it's a woman. Yeah. But I'm wrong, aren't I? People do. Certainly. Yeah. <laughs> Stop being so reasonable, No, I, I feel, no, I feel really, like, on the internet, I feel super naive about it. Yeah. And then I think, this is nonsense. This is just a studio drumming up business. But then when that whole thing happened with, mm. uh, I can't remember the actress's name, the, the chick who plays Patty. Yeah. And the like, she was putting up the posts she was getting yeah, on the Twitter. Twitter. The stuff, hatred, yeah. yeah. Disgusting. Oh, yeah. Like, what? Like, it makes you feel ashamed to be a man. Well, well done, internet. Yeah. Yeah, because like, the whole time I'm like, this is just a clever ploy by Sony. Yeah. Drum up the hype. Oh, it's all girls. Oh, no, no, rah, rah, rah. Mm. But no, like, it was there and, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it was really, it made it hard to watch the films objectively as well. Yeah, that's it. Because I suspect even if it had been men, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed the film because I think yeah. structurally there's far too much wrong with that film. That's it. And Ghostbusters and- in 2016, like, I just I don't know how well that's going to go, you know, regardless yeah. of gender structure. Yeah, it'd be kind of like making Goonies now. Yeah, yeah. Because yep. kids aren't like that now. They're no. tainted by technology. That's so it. to have a family fun adventure like that might be very – imagine Goonies with Facebook. Like, come on, that's <laughs> not going to work. Joyful. Yeah, no, I think um, we were talking before about the kind of unfair comparison with female Ghostbusters, and it seemed to me it was kind of like you were saying um, – Counterproductive. So instead of saying, yeah, let's make a movie with kick-ass female characters yeah. that are, you know, maybe similar to the male characters of the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, no, let's just make Ghostbusters and shove a bunch of female characters in there. Yeah. You know? Um, and, like, maybe there's an argument for you need to do that stuff at the start of this kind of cultural change, but also it could have been executed much better. Yeah, you think. think there could have certainly... Um 
You might be right. Yeah, it might be a force is required to make mm. change at the start. Absolutely. Maybe. Um, Paul Feig, I think, was the biggest problem there. Yeah. He's a he's a good director, and I like him. And Bridesmaids is one of the funniest comedies I've seen. Mm. I, and I think he's and Spy. Wow. So I didn't really like Melissa McCarthy at the start of her career. Yeah. But after seeing her in things like Spy and mm. um, Saint Vincent. Yeah. Uh, and Tammy, I thought she's. She, I think she's, she's hilarious. Great. Yeah. I'm a big fan of her. I didn't like her at the start. I just thought she was kind of like a Zach Galifianakis one trick mm. pony. Yeah, um, no, Seth Rogen style, but she's she's after watching Spy and that she's like totally won me over, and obviously Kirsten Wig. If you don't find her funny, you've got something <laughs> wrong with you. Yeah, 100%. Um, but the way the director shoehorned them in there, I think his problem is he works good with his own material, mm. and that's where I think he fell down because he didn't understand Ghostbusters. Yeah, and he tried to force his characters into a Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, and ultimately, I think that's where he kind of fell down. Yeah, I think that's a good assessment of it, and didn't do them justice. You know, if you've got. No, Kristen I felt Wig. bad for them. That's it. You've got Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy and you can't make a funny movie. Like, you're doing something wrong as a director. Yeah. And then Kate McKinnon, like, was the standout. Yeah. And, and she obviously improvised a, lo- improvised a lot of that. Um, yeah. But then she is she is she just playing to that lowest common denominator because someone has to, you know Yeah, I mean? exactly. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. And that's where I think the original Ghostbusters is far superior because the comedy was secondary to the drama. Mm, um, yeah. And I don't think he understood that. Yeah. Um, we should move on, though. Yeah, we should. I'm getting sidetracked. I just we're, we're doing an episode on Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I could go on about Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's why I thought I'd pull you um, up. <laughs> any other movies you'd recommend you think they've got good, strong females? I always like The Long Kiss Goodnight. Yes. That I was one I was thinking about. Shane Black, I think, writes really good female mm. characters. Yeah. Um, I think that might have been on our list originally. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely popped up a few times yeah. because uh, Gina... Uh, Davis. Davis. She's the best. That's she, such like, a good film, though. Her and Susan Sarandon, I just want them to run Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> like, she's the be best. A better oh. place. Yeah. Gina Davis is exceptional. My favourite female-dominated cast movie is A League of Their Own. Oh, yeah. Um, and I would argue for that as a strong female character movie, even though it is a little bit, like, not shoehorny, Maybe lowest common denominator version mm. of female strong female characters, but I think it's just an exceptional movie. You've got a broad round. range there, though. When it's, mm. I mean, I haven't seen that film in a while. That that was a good film. I did enjoy that. Madonna was great in that. Yeah, from memory. Madonna is great in that movie. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. You got one off the top of your head? <sighs> I can't think of one off the top of my head. I don't like being put on the spot. Yeah, that's... no, you hate me. You hate me when I put you on movies. Yeah, <laughs> you do. Like, <laughs> come up with something now. <laughs> you, I just assume you good. have the encyclopedic movie knowledge in your that's head that right. I have. Yeah. 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 I think uh, of them like three weeks after we air the episode. I'm like, oh, that was the one I wanted to think of. I just want to mention the Gina Carina, uh, Carana, I think your last name spelt once. Mm. Uh, Blood in the Family and Haywire, I think they were. I'm mm. pretty sure I've got one of those wrong. Feel free to troll me on the Facebook page. <laughs> they're great action films, but they go unnoticed for some reason. Yeah, yeah. But they're awesome little action films. Like one of them's like her husband goes missing. She has to find him. She has to fight her way through a bunch of bad guys. And because she's an ex-MMA fighter, like all the stunts are awesome. Sick. Channing Tatum's in one of them like really briefly and gets his ass kicked in a restaurant. Oh, I already like this movie. Yeah, <laughs> check him out. She's Haywire's, um, I think a mate put me onto Haywire. And he, his observation to me was like, I don't know how this doesn't get noticed. But that's probably what that that uh, inherent sexism is in Hollywood is that mm. there's no way they're going to promote the hell out of that that they would out of a, a John a John Wick. Oh, man, John Wick 2, though. Not that, that trailer did drop today. And I know. <laughs> I, oh, I could talk about that for a whole hour and a half. Well, but it's don't get me started about Ruby Rose and her acting skills. Oh, I'm really you, you've been on a rant about that before. <gasps> I like her so much, <laughs> and I feel like if they just gave her acting classes, she could be good. Yeah. 
but she just single-handedly ruined half a season of Orange is the New Black for me. Just didn't like her there. It's, I'll calm down. I'll deal with it. It's the accent, though, isn't it? You no, can't no, deal she's with fine. I just, she just doesn't know how to emote with her face, which is <laughs> maybe I was too harsh on it because in Orange is the New Black, you've got like a lot of emoting. A wicked cast. Amazing yeah. cast yeah, of actresses who do a... There's like not even a weak link in that chain. Yeah. Yeah. And then you put her sort of new to acting. Of course she was going to look bad. Yeah, true. I'm digressing again. Un- unfair comparison, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the first movie we looked at was Alien, 1979's Alien, uh, directed by uh, Ridley Scott um, and uh, written by Dan O'Banner and uh, Ronald Shushet, I believe is how it's pronounced. Mm. Which um, um, this just confirms my want for a Ridley Scott episode, please, Shane. Oh yes, well, I mean, obviously, Ridley Scott has directed some of the most influential films. Mm. Um, the Martian was probably one of his most recent ones, I guess. Um, Prometheus, Body of Lives, Body of Lies, Body of Lies, Body of Lies. Let's not mention Robin Hood. Obviously, Blade what? Runner. They're going to about to do another sequel, Blade Runner. Oh. Top Gun. Dan O'Bannon is a man. <laughs> Top Gun, yeah, Top sorry. Top Gun, he delicately whispered into the speaker. <laughs> Top Gun, I mean, I'll never, Top Gun's burned in my mind forever. Yeah. Um, I, have but, a, I have a question quickly. Yeah, go. I did a swear before. Is it okay to do swears? Yeah. Mm, I didn't um, notice it, so okay. it must be okay. Yeah. He's too busy focusing on me not swearing. My okay. kids do listen, though. Okay, I'm trying but not to swear In the last episode, I said motherfucker about oh. somebody we I cut that out, though. Did you? Oh. Don't cut that one out. Oh, I have to cut that one Just out. Just beep now. it out. Just beep it out. Do like a boying sound. Yeah. Really comical. Making me work here. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, when I get excited, I swear. So yeah, it's, it's a, he deals with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan, o, Dan O'Banner, I just want to quickly mention, because I did a bit of reading on him, because he's a, I'm, uh, if you don't know me, I'm a bit of an aspiring writer myself. Mm. Um, and Dan O'Bannon has done quite a lot of good films that I like. Uh, the, not, well, not Alien vs. Predator, but he's been influenced in a lot of the Alien films. Mm. Total Recall, Invaders from Mars, uh, Return of the Living Dead, one of my favourite films. Um, and Alien and all this. That. I read up a little bit about him uh, when they were writing this film, him and, the, him and this Donald fellow, uh, Ronald, uh, that when they wrote the Don. original script, they didn't write it with any genders in mind. Yep. Mm. So in the original script, it's Perfect. all just one names. And right. I saw an interview with him and he said, yeah, Ripley was the only character they actually thought of the whole time as a male in, mm. in their mind until she auditioned and they went, oh, she's, it's not a male, it's a female. Let's go back and control F and change he to she. Yeah, well, they the didn't. I think they wrote the script fairly without... Agenda. I think he said there was about 10 maybe that they had to change okay. in the original draft. So this is pretty good for 1979 mm. to be yeah. having a, a, a writer think like that and having Ridley Scott also be so open to that input mm. from his writers. Yeah, that's it. Um, which, and then also to find the, such an awesome actress to oh, play the role. That's it. Well, yeah, I mean, woof, Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver, I mean, I don't think they, there's, I think they, when they auditioned, um, so they gave her the spot, the, the, the right on the spot, I yeah, think she was given the, given the role. Yeah, to give a powerful enough audition to completely flip the gender of a preconceived mm. character yeah. that, you know, would be close to the writers and directors' hearts. Yeah. And they, they do a pretty good job. So and I think they rewrote some of the ending as well of the her confrontation with the yeah. alien based on based on that to fit her in there just to get her into it yeah so um, mm. the film clocks in an hour and fifty seven minutes although I watched the director's cut which was like two and a half hours <laughs> um, cast wise we're looking at really really cool sci fi cast Sigourney Weaver Tom Skerritt John Hurt mm. um, 
Bilbo Baggins is in Bil- there as yeah. well. But, um, <laughs> Bilbo I, Baggins I, is in there. I, I missed it. Um, Nat actually picked it up and she's like, I've seen him before. And then she goes, oh, it's Bilbo. And, oh, oh, it is Bilbo. <laughs> but he's like young and kind yeah, of- Yeah, it's young Bilbo. Yeah, yeah. like he looks like he'd do all right in, he, in the town. And he, he looks like Bilbo? regular height. He doesn't look like- a Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I funny, think that, funny that he's they're not They're always sitting height. around the table and he's standing. <laughs> I think that's what it is. In all the scenes, he's always like standing behind someone while the rest of them are sitting. But yeah, so nice cast. Um Ali, do you want to take a swing at the plot? Swing at the plot? Take a swing at what you would say the plot is. <laughs> I usually just write things like alien on ship. Yeah, can I do the shittest plot yeah, version ever? Absolutely. absolutely. We All encourage. Right, cool. we'll sh- if you can do it up. in a sentence, that's <laughs> yeah. what we love. We're terrible right. at plot. Yeah. Um, cool. So terrifying alien monster infiltrates physical bodies of ships, crew, apart from extremely shrewd and likeable but slightly brooding Female captain. Yeah, yeah, slightly brooding. I like that. Yeah, she's kind of broody. Yeah. The thing I like about her character in it is that, I mean, obviously in the second one she's like hardcore, even more hardcore. (laughs) By the fourth one she's like the Matrix. Um, (laughs) Balls to the wall. Yeah, she's a clone, I think, in the fourth one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The thing I like about her is she does have a good little arc. Yeah. And I love how they all kind of have little, or the central characters, um, Dallas and Ash, have all there and have their little arcs. But she has a great little arc. from where she starts, she's certainly a little bit more uh, not as you know not as keen to take charge, not mm. as assertive. Yeah, and then yeah. she's just forced into it, and then she mm. takes to it like a duck to water. Yeah. Mm. But I love the way the character's kind of forced into it because everyone's getting killed. Yeah, that's it. So you have to take charge. The you captain's dead now. It's you. You know, and we, there is a little you. bit of her stamping her authority as well because in the start when she's like, you know, they need to oh, stay yeah. quarantined, they they sort of they override her authority. Yeah, or the yeah. doctor. The doctor, yeah. inverted and you've got like notes. the scene down, down with the the engine room fellas giving her a hard time, yeah, and she's giving it back just as good as the, yeah. as they, as they are it. telling the blokes, yeah, because it's like it's funny even in space, <laughs> two hundred years from now they're still like the lower class and it's still engineers <laughs> trying to give a woman a hard time. And you're like no even one... really this far into the I, future. I do like the way that um, we represented the future in 1979 with fairy lights. Mm. Fairy lights awesome. are everywhere. Very nice to represent- aesthetic in the future. <laughs> the future. Yeah. yeah, the future is like my high school bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, spot on. Yeah, yeah, it's mm. just all like wheels and gadgets, and I love that all the computers are so outdated, like the green screen computers. And oh, stuff my like favorite, that. my favorite representation of the future: green yeah. screen computers. It's yes. like I'm hacking. Yeah, I'm it's like hacking. button, button, button. The buttons are huge, clunky yeah. buttons. That's it. No, um, yeah, it's a pretty straightforward story. They're all part of a mining mining ship, and they get a distress call, and obviously. They have to go and answer a distress call. It's part of their protocol. And mm. they get a like, distress call. So the ship's like, how big do you think the ship is? Like, I always felt mm. like it's as big as the MCG. Yeah, mm. cavernous. Well, yeah. Ma- yeah, you make it feel. Mm. The way it's shot, massive. like this whole film's shot beautifully, but oh. the way the, the exterior shots are done, yeah. you're like, this thing's huge. Yeah, and, and another comment on 1979, can we make all movies with models? Yes! Yeah, like, how good do they look on film? So much as better than computer. To, oh, I have very, very God. strong feelings about miniatures. I oh. love miniatures. Like, yeah. Yeah. Some dudes, some jobs, That's make it. these things and blow them up like you used to. Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. I think even a bad model looks better than absolutely. CGI. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, even the best CG doesn't compare. It's just those shots where the model goes through the past the camera lens. Yeah, and just a good sound design, and voila, you've got you know. Yeah. You've got like your alien. red dwarf stuff. And, but it's it looks so effortless floating through space as well. It just looked really good. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely sets the tone as well. Um, you feel like that's a ship. You feel mm. like the set design's great. Everything's good. It's shot beautifully. Mm. Um, they all wake up from their hibernation, which is funny. 
again in the future and all their underwear is like so 1970s underwear. <laughs> Giant Y fronts in the future. Yeah. 200, 200 years in the future. Got the Mormon underwear in the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the thing I like, I think, the most about her character arc that you were talking about before, because she is kind of chucked into it, it feels very natural. Like it. Yeah. it's just a, I don't know, the storyline and her personality just, like it's a really well-written character to the point where that final kind of, I guess, climax is so satisfying yeah. because her build-up and her character development has been, it feels so organic and it doesn't feel shoehorned because you see her, you know, being whatever mansplained by the freaking engineers down in the dock mm. and being overridden and then being thrown into this situation where it's like, yep, you've got to do it. And it's like, God damn it. Now I'm in charge. And yeah. Like, well, I'm going to be in charge. Yeah. But there's and, a good and, smattering of fear as well. Like yeah. it's not complete bravado and yeah, cockiness. 100%. Like she knows that yeah. there's real danger there and it shows. And you've got that investment in her now as well yeah. because mm. you've been with her on that journey. And I think that's what separates a good, strong female character from someone who's trying to make one and doesn't yep. do it well. Mm. Exactly. Because like you said, that element of fear is there, which is realistic and realism, and mm. the character's written so well. Yep. It's not just like, here's a big, strong woman waving a gun around. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's making strong female characters. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. Like You can't just make a male character a female in the movie and then yeah. like, pretend no. like it's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. no, you have to write to the strength of the, of the gender. Absolutely. Yeah. Men Absolutely. and women are different, you know, and she is, I think, I don't know, I would, I'm going to throw it out there already. I'm going to drop the mic, the mic. The mic, mic drop. If any, you, pe- we'll people playing at home, I'm throwing my hands around like to try and figure out what I'm trying to say. No, I'm going to say I think that, it's Ripley is the yardstick for strong how to write a strong female character and not, you know, capital S, capital um, F, capital C, strong female character. It's an organic, actually strong, <laughs> plays to the strengths of the gender, like you were saying before, it's, Shane. Except, a little bit exceptional. The character is treated the same way a male character would be treated. Exactly. Yeah. There's no it. difference in the treatment of the character. They're both written as characters. Yeah. Mm. It's it. not, I've got to write a female character. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to have a scene at the start of the movie where she's boxing so that we can show she's tough. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, and this is 1979. We should keep yeah. we should keep jumping on this because yeah. not many movies that. have gotten to that level. No. In 2016. Even close to that level in 2016. Exactly. In 1979. It's, it's mind-blowing it. when you yeah. think about it a lot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we even, like, we... Talked about Warcraft last episode. Mm. Like, how bad was that? Where all the men had the armor and the orc girls, like, in a tank top. Ah, good. <laughs> and Practical. it's like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> even in this mythological land, yeah, they don't like, even get appropriate armor. She's from a tribe. Like, she might have been the runt a little bit. She's from a tribe of warriors. <laughs> Pretty sure she'd cover her cleavage in battle. Yeah, like, that's it. I don't think, don't think you need is- midriff in battle. Yeah, I don't think cleavage is amongst her priorities. <laughs> no, like, yeah. But, so we still definitely get it. But, yeah, you're right. It's the character. So like you said, the fears. It's, it's a real character. It's believable. Yeah. And, and you do get invested in it. Because at the end, and I love the climax because it's not, it's not, and we do we just jump over the place anyway? We barely follow the lead. Oops. But the climax is her, like the obviously the aliens hiding in the, the hiding in the, the, the escape shuttle with yes. her, and she's just watching it. And there's no because you know in the second one we get that's when we get the you know stay away from her you bitch and she's mm. in the exoskeleton and she you know rips it apart with the suit. I love the climax of this because it's so simple, yeah. but it's so fearful. Like you're kind of scared. That's what makes this film good. Is it's it's just Jaws in space. That's mm. all it is. is. It's a fear for this monster, this one monster. Yeah. Um, and she has to, like, stare it down the barrel right at the end and then mm. has to figure out how to stop it. It's so good. 
which is the and the, and the monster, the invention of the acid blood is just brilliant writing mm. because it's like, well, you can't just shoot the monster. Yeah, because mm, it'll because it. it'll destroy you and kill yeah. you. Yeah, that's it. I um I like the fact that you said it was Jaws in space because mm. I had you in the back of my mind as I was watching this movie because we talked a long while ago about <laughs> how um, movies don't do shock and horror like they used to. There used mm. to be a build-up and a mm. climax, and mm. I couldn't help sitting there thinking, if this movie was made now, mm. today... First it, scene, you would have seen the alien. Yeah. Well, but you, the kids wouldn't have even got through the first scene because no. if, if it was shot the same way, they would have left and said, it's boring. That's it. Because it starts yeah. off slowly to set the scene, it sets the characters, it mm. actually develops, whereas now it's just like, ah, scary thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, the whole Jaws in space thing, like how many times do you actually see the giant shark in Jaws? Like, yeah. No, and a part of that is because, A, they couldn't make it look mm. good. You can't make two tons of metal on a rail look Don't very good. the yeah, shark. Okay. Yeah. So you have to hide. But it's, it's yeah, you, movies aren't made like that anymore. Like movies like That's this it. will never be made again because A, the attention span doesn't exist for people mm. uh, and B, there, there's a pre-programmed ex- um, expectation in audiences these days. You have to be scared every five minutes. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's the same like when we get to Winter's Bone. I think that's another classic example of I'm surprised that movie got made. Yeah, I know. Yeah, real slow, um, real slow yeah. boil. Yeah. 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 So, but I love the fact that you don't see the alien a lot. Yeah. It's probably, what, five on-screen appearances yeah. in, in yeah. sort of all its yeah. glory. I mean, like, you Sometimes know, you get the shadow. When, and- he, when they because uh, obviously they go to help these people and uh, John Hurt, uh, I can't remember his character's name, John Hurt. is uh, attacked by a facehugger, the famed facehuggers. Mm. Hmm. Um, for, which I, I love that so much. Like it's this egg, and he puts his head over it, and oh, it's just like you. What idiot. did you think would happen? Yeah. Like <laughs> obviously, in that future, <laughs> movies don't exist because <laughs> yeah, you never just put your head over it. Idiot! I'm sitting there going, "Don't touch it." Um, and funnily enough, that was another thing Dan O'Bannon and the writer said was they wanted it to be a male, like a male that gets face hugged, because yeah. they wanted to show forceful rape. Yeah, and they thought having it on a male is going to be far more effective and it's mm. going to help build up her character as well. Very confronting. And Yeah, and then you've got that confrontation between her and uh, Ash, the, the, as we learn later, is a bionic robot. Oh, you know, yes. like, we want to cut this off, we want to pull this out. And she's mm. like, no. we are. And So there's a real back and forth there and he's mm. like, it's providing oxygen but we don't know what. And, and it is so much more effective, like, especially John Hurt because he's probably one of, like, he's the older, probably mm. stronger male presence on the ship, yeah, um, which is, I think is a great technique in film because mm. whether you like it or not, older and stronger is always going to be seen as the primary figure of a story. Yeah. And so to have him be, like, forcefully raped by a face hugger so is great. It's clever. Yeah. Like, it's – I love subversive. that. Yeah, and I think it's – I don't I, – you know, I, I like to think it's it's progressive in some ways as well. Like, um, one of my favourite remakes is The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. And the dad, he's a cop, he's a gruff cop, and he gives his family orders and his son-in-law is this dweeby little guy that does internet computers and he's always telling him off. <laughs> so who's the first person to be killed? Him. Yeah. In a horrible graphic way. And it leaves you with a sense of dread because you're like, oh, well, he was the tough guy with mm-hmm. the gun. <laughs> and same with John Hurt dying. You're kind of like, well, he was the tough guy that probably would have saved everyone. Now he's dead, you yeah. know, or he's face hug. Which brings us to our next scene, which I think is one of the most iconic scenes of the dinner at the table mm. uh, and the famous chest burst scene. Oh, how good is that? Did you laugh a little bit at the alien scattering across the table? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You can't help Hilarious. it. Some things don't hold up. Some things just... <laughs> and it looks a little cute. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of cute. Adorable. It's little. Yeah. It's comical. It always, and not about you, but it'll always channel Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. Hello, my baby. Hello, my Because it's almost the exact same puppet. Yeah. Uh, but it's such comical. a great scene with that the the blood and then the so good and and, and the, the actors yeah, like, so, so much splatter and yeah. not just blood not just like stage blood like 
gunk. Bits of stuff. Yeah. 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 And stuff. I don't think the actors would kind of... Yeah, they seem very shocked. Because they looked like, holy, did that explosion <laughs> go off near our faces? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Genuine shock there. I like that. I hope that's how it went down. Yeah. Um, and then we've got the reveal of um, Bilbo Baggins as a as a uh, bionic <laughs> robot. This is a great crossover. <laughs> yeah, same universe, I say. Uh, yeah. Yep, canon. Um, yeah, that's what happened to him when we went on the boat. They turned him into a cyborg. <laughs> and then he gets on that boat, they cyborg him up. Yeah. Um, and obviously he's working for the, the company, which we mm-hmm. later learn is the future sequels, Wayland Yutani, which apparently they wanted Toyota Watani. But they weren't allowed to. Like I'm like, that'd be great. Burn Toyota yeah. 200 years in the future because they wanted a big evil corporation. Oh, you do better than Toyota. Yeah, like, right. McDonald's Wayland yeah, or something. Yeah. BP Wayland. Yeah, yeah. Really get stuck in it. Like poor Toyota. Yeah, exactly right. But maybe they were making death cars in 1929. Death cars. Death cars. Yeah. I don't think they were involved in like Nazi car production no, or anything. Yeah, you know, right, like, they were busy building their own evil war cars <laughs> in Japan. So I don't know. If anything, Mercedes Wayland. Yeah, Mercedes would be good. Um, and yeah, he's obviously his agenda is uh, we learn that the crew is secondary functions and yeah, they want to capture and one they want to capture one of these aliens, Who which wants is to study I know, this thing. Right? This is humankind's oh, biggest mistake. When oh. we find something, we either want to kill it or capture it. Curiosity killed the captain. Yeah. Oh well, and the whole crew. Yeah, well, <laughs> absolutely. Oh. Um, and so he gets the snot kicked out and literally gets decapitated awesome. by. Um, yeah. I love the, the what, are they beating him with a fire extinguisher? Is that what it There's is? There's so many things they beat him with. <laughs> it's so good. And he just seems to take he's and just, he's trying to kill Ripley at the same time. He doesn't go down. No. And he gives that guy like an epic nipple cripple as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 he does. Yeah. He's, like, he's, he's like, like, I've got one hand trying to suffocate Ripley and the nipple cripple. <laughs> and it seems so well because you're like, why? He's like, so strong. He's so small and you're like, why is Ripley taking this? Like, she could just yeah. take his head off, like. Why isn't she kicking him in the balls? Yeah, and then the something? other guy comes along and he belts him. He's like, why did he not react to that belting? And then you're like, oh, oh he's okay. sweating white goop. Yeah. He's not human. <sighs> it's a nice little reveal and uh, I, lo- I love a bit of practical effects. So give me a, a severed head. Mm. Like, I love the idea that Ian Home <laughs> had to lie down under a table and <laughs> yeah. feed his head through yes. while they stuck on prosthetic goop. Yes. I love that. That's a sign of a good actor uh, who will do that. Yeah, that's like, it. If you're ready to roll up your sleeves and get into the goop. Get in the goop. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, solid performance all around. She's like obviously uh, she's very strong, physically strong, as well mm-hmm. as I guess the she's not overcoming the hurdles of aliens, but also uh, apparent future problems of women in space uh, still, as well. Still mm. happening. You think by then we would have got a hit on the head, right? Like I hope to think <laughs> by the time we can travel through space, yeah. we won't have this Get hierarchy this shit sorted out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there'll be no more pay gap. I'm just, gap. I'm just shaking my head and <laughs> sighing in the corner. I just, I just know the future can only bring more mansplaining. <laughs> You think when they get out into space, it'll get worse? Yeah, uh, that's it. It's uh, once they get further from Earth. Like, yeah, it's just like the innate desire to not respect my opinion is just going to get worse. I'm hoping it's a Richard Branson yeah. style scenario Utopia. where it's not necessarily government based, but more privatized future yep. travel. Mm. Maybe there's no sexism in privatized space travel. I, I believe that you know I'm looking at movies like V. Yeah, you know the V. You know they had a lot of women in charge. They were all lizard women, but women That's fine. nonetheless. The women, right? yeah, female lizards. Female lizards. I don't Strong know they had a name, lizards. but I can't remember what it was. The first one, that first series, is amazing. I'm not talking about the remake, by the way. If anyone's listening, I didn't enjoy that at all. Good to make sure. The first one, posterity. Oof, you know they rip the face off and scoops me out to this day. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully you know in the future. Uh, well, Ripley certainly gets quite a reputation when you look at the. I'm I'm just trying to think. I've definitely seen two, three, and four. There's no fifth one, is there? I don't think so. Because four is resurrection. Mm. 
which I think is uh, Joss Whedon's swing at it, which is obviously he's a big advocate of strong female characters. Mm. And in that she's just a clone, so she's like super strong and telling Ron Perlman how to kill aliens. Cool. It's not a bad film. I rate it, but yeah. it gets a hard time. That was Alien. I really enjoy it. Obviously, it's one of the best movies ever made, so yep. I recommend it without a doubt. If you haven't seen Alien and, like, I guess if you're young and you haven't seen it, yeah. you, my prob- age, you, you probably won't enjoy it because it. it's too slow for you young. It's, it's a slow <laughs> film, but uh, it's worth the wait. It's oh, worth yeah. the ending and just that world that they create is so convincing. This is one of the many amazing movies that I hadn't seen until about a year ago. Yeah, my- right. Partner and I have a thing about Jake versus Ali movies. Jake movies, plot driven. Ali movies, character driven. Art house, blah blah blah. And so I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen Star Wars until last year. Oh, I hadn't seen Lord of the Rings until we started dating. Wow, he's wow. really like, yeah, he's, he's done a good job. He's done some good, good homework yeah, there. I hadn't seen Alien. Um, and every time he's like, let's watch this movie. Finally, I'm like, Ugh, I guess so. And then it's always like, that was the best movie ever. <laughs> Uh, I love it when you find a movie like that and you're like, why hadn't I watched this 10 years ago? Why hadn't I watched Alien? Well, it was like there was no, you know, massive cultural shift in that was telling me that it was objectively a good movie and that I should have seen it. Mm. Yeah, no, it was still, I can't believe it slipped under the radar. No, it's, uh, it's lauded and appropriately so because it's an exceptional film. So you recommend, that's a recommend from you? 100%. It's a five Absolutely. out of five for me. Wow. It's a big tick. That's good. Big old tick. Yeah. No, I, I really like this movie. It's yeah. good. Um, I think I hope you probably I saw it in clear. cinemas. No, wait, I'm older Settle than you. Settle down, though. yeah. Come yeah, on, make jokes about it. Predates me. It predates all of us. It does, it? thank yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, okay. Jesus. Jesus. Um, no, so like, I love the way they've made it. I love the models. I love miniaturized things being shot and looking real and good. <laughs> the <laughs> alien yeah. looks awesome, except for a few little things like the extendable jaw looks a bit dodgy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But this is 1979. Well, that was a, they found a uh, guy who was about seven foot one and he was a gymnast, I think. And he's the guy in the suit. They just put him in a suit and said, hey, he, he literally was the only one who could fit in the suit. And it, I think it took four people for him to go to the bathroom. Yeah, nice. Because he couldn't move properly. They, they could have See? built in some kind of, you know. 1979, man. They didn't you have the custom, there. you know. So um, these are the kind of stories that you don't have when you abandon miniatures. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't get the four people to go to the toilet. You don't get the, the Moby Dick miniature story. Yeah. Where, where they made that enormous 120-ton thing from Repco and it <laughs> sailed off into the Pacific Ocean and still is floating around <laughs> to this day. Well, funnily That's enough, I think, speaking thing. of the props in this, the pilot, you know, the famous pilot sitting in his chair mm. in this movie, which is the ship that they go to to fight the distress call. They didn't want to make that, but they forked out something like 150000 bucks for it because um, Scott convinced them that you put this shot in the trailer and this will legitimise the film mm. as a science fiction film and you'll draw in a bigger crowd. Yeah. And he convinced the studio to do that and pay for it. And, and at, as it reveals, you're sort of like, what is that mm. thing? Oh, my God, it's a giant person. Yeah. It kind of dawns on you as the people walk in, you're like, holy crap. Yeah. Um, yeah, well person. worth the money. Yeah. yeah good I, they, I think I might have read they used kids for that wide shot. So they had kids in spacesuits to make it look even bigger. Even bigger. Oh, wow. Yeah, well cool. done. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. Good yeah, on you, Ridley Scott. He knows what he's doing. Man crush good on, on that you, guy. Good on you, Ridley Scott. <laughs> I hope he listens and feels good about himself. <laughs> me too. Send me an email, Ridley. Yeah, come on, man. Um, Wait. Oh, yeah, no, Ridley Scott's alive. Yeah. I was, yeah, just like, his brother, yeah. I was like, that would have got really awkward. I'm still Ooh, upset about that. My um, That's yeah. what watching um, it's a shame, The Good Wife it? at the moment. Well, she's trying to finish off The Good Wife and, you know, it's like season five or six, he dies in the middle of making one of those seasons. Oh, does he? And then the following season, he's not on the EP list anymore. So it's just like Ridley Scott. And every time I see it, I'm like, poor Tony. Yeah. It's like me when I watch movies with Ron Williams in them now. I get really emotional before the film even starts. 
Like, ugh. Have the have the tissues. Don't ready. watch Jack. Do not watch Jack. That's my advice to anyone. Yeah. If you if you Stay want to cry your heart out, yo, Jack, Jack yeah. man, that speech at the end and like, oh. it's brutal. Now watch brutal. that episode of Louis that he's in. Oh the, yeah, man, that's and too real. Too that's real. one, and that's like him at his core, isn't it? That yeah. whole episode. Oh. oh god, rest in peace. That's an episode we need to do. Yeah, uh, rest in peace. Well, that that will have to come up. Oh, yeah, uh, just because I want to watch the Birdcage again because I love watching the Birdcage. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that was definitely a recommend from me. Yeah. Awesome. Let's uh, fast forward from 1979 to 2010. Whoa. Uh, big leap to Winter's Bone. Sexism still exists. The sexism still exists. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> in this film, it's, yes, 1979 to 2000. Sadly enough, 31 years later, it still exists. Still, we haven't got any better. That's it. Sorry, um, uh, I, one hour and 40 minutes is the clock time on Winter's Bone. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's long but not long. Mm. Um, cast wise, I think the two probably knowns are Jennifer Lawrence and probably John Hawkes, um, who played T- uh, Teardrop. Teardrop, yep. He's been in a lot of stuff, and obviously J Lo's J Law, I should say. J Lo, J Lo, would that movie have Awkward. been like wow. <laughs> his phone with Jennifer different Lopez. film altogether? <laughs> <A> very good <laughs> film. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, very nice film. Directed by uh, written and directed by uh, a lady called Deborah Granick. Does not have a lot of credits to her name. Um, I think she's got a film coming out next year, I read, um, but Winterbone's pretty much a big uh, big credit uh, and a film called Stray Dog as well. Um, and she's done a bunch of um, shorts, which I think Down to the Bone, uh, which was based on the novel that Winter's Bone was written on, and then she say, wrote Winter's Bone. Yeah, for Bones. Yeah, so I think Winter's Bone is there's something to do with the phrase. I think I read in IMDb trivia. I have, yeah, I don't know. It's like a dog chasing a bone, like you know, which is what kind of what she is. Yeah, right. In the story, mm. yeah. that makes more sense because okay. I did wonder. It's like, yeah. oh, this is one of those films where the title has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> That's it. I was waiting for the you know Superman for the reference to the title to come up. <laughs> You're like a kid with a winter's bone or something like that. But yeah, yeah, it yeah, never so happened. Never so. came in. Like yeah. the Family Guy. Um, yeah, Superman 4. Oh, they said the, the title of the movie. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so just to quickly note as well, this film had 118 nominations. What? Wow. Uh, for awards. Is and that s- all of them? Yeah, oh, 63 yep. wins out of 118 oh, nominations. Big. So obviously the um, Oscars are the big ones. Mm. So nominated for Best Motion Picture of the Year, oh, wow. um, Best Actress in a Leading Role, and Best Performance in Actor by a Supporting Role. So both Jay Law and John Hawkes got a nom- nomination. Um, and also got uh, Deborah Granick, the director writer, got a um, nod for best writing. Wow! But unfortunately, none of them won. But they cleaned up at the Damn SAG Awards, uh, yeah. the Alliance of Women Film Journalist Awards, um, and I think they did a couple of the old Amazon circuits throughout different states. Cool. So that's pretty cool, man. Mm. For a film that you're probably listening, going, I've never heard of this film. Yeah. Like, why was this film not? I don't even know if this was released here. I can't remember. Oof. I stumbled upon this little gem in my old JB Hi-Fi racks and was like, oh, wow. what's this? Yeah, I remember oh, seeing Oh, and then it, it was just as um, sort of J-Law's career was starting to take. Oh, yeah. I keep saying J-Law like should I'm stop in that. her squad. Yeah. yeah. Jen. Yeah, uh, Jen. Because um, those name abbreviations that Hollywood do. They are annoying. You're right. J-Law. You're absolutely right. I agree. Yep. I'm a yeah. terrible human being. Um, <laughs> At least This you is my it. favourite film of hers yeah. uh, to date. Um I'm not really a big fan of the silver linings nonsense nah. that everyone else seems to get really excited about. I didn't mind that film. It's okay, but I don't understand the hype behind it. Nah, I don't, I don't it's nowhere near Bradley Cooper's best work. It's mm. nowhere near 
her best work. Like nobody is, in that is film it because is, they're kind of playing untraditional characters. Do you think that's mm, why it gets so much yeah. nod? I think they're both. Kind I don't of crazy. think it's that. Yeah. I think it's more. I hate it when I when I'm being fed bait awards yeah. bait, and yeah. that is a massive bait. awards yeah. bait. I hate it when I when I get that feeling you're trying to bait me for some awards. I don't want to hear about it. Like yeah, I get no. really award bait can go in the bin aggressively against it. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Do you want to take a swing at the plot? Yeah. Right. Okay. So we've got Jennifer Lauren. Lawrence's character. Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Jennifer Lawrence's uh, character is Ray. 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 Ray Dolly. And uh, we find out that um, she's, she's a film she's, set in the south. I believe. Do we ever get a clarification of exactly where? Really, Definitely somewhere south. Somewhere it, south. It's, it's cold. Some, it's well painted redneck country. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere yeah. south. Yeah. yeah. Um, Not so a fun place. She no. is caring for her. What we found out is her two younger siblings and her mother. Yeah. Um, and her father has gone. Walkabout, um, yeah. and he's uh, he's on on Girl. jump from bail. Wow. Yeah, so he find out that he's a meth cook, as is all of the family. Good, um, and he's in trouble with the law, and they've got to find him because he's put the house up for bond. Mm. Yes, yeah, if he doesn't show up to court, they're all going to be homeless, and they're all pretty much screwed as it is because yeah. they don't have enough money to feed themselves. Yeah, all their animals. They get a lot of help from their neighbours, mm. um, and not much help from the rest of their family. They all no. seem like dirtbags. Yep. Yeah, there's not – when we talk about this film, we're probably going to make it sound really bad and depressing, but it actually is. is but it, it's yeah, it is kind it. of depressing. It is very depressing. It, this movie brings you into a world, mm. yeah. a world that I doubt many people are familiar with. Yeah. And, and you get the impression exists. that it, it exists and yeah. it is real and everything that happens is – uh, is quite real. Um, yeah. So we go on her her, her journey. journey her mother's so her mother's catatonic. Is that yeah, fair to say? Much, yeah. Is she yeah. experienced? You don't really get an elaboration on it, but her mum's basically does nothing but she's mute. And smile she just sits and, there in and, the and nod. Yeah, yeah, doesn't seem to be. Yeah, some kind of catatonic. I love the way her damage. character of Ree, um, while she's on this this journey. Every time she's dealing with her siblings, she always says, "Come and watch me do it." Yeah, mm. yeah. It's kind of sad and beautiful at the same time because. She's telling them because she doesn't know how long she's going to live for or what's going to happen to her. Is she going to be dragged yeah. away? And it's so sad the way she says to these, what are the the boys probably like 12 yeah. and the girls probably like 10, uh, 8, 10. Yeah. yeah, they're little. Yeah. Well, she's even younger. And she's having to teach them how to gut squirrels, yeah. how, how to, to fire shoot. a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and she's doing all this because she can't guarantee she's going to be there. Yeah. And, and that's kind of that bleak sadness there. that runs through this whole film. Yeah. Like, that's it. You need to watch this film. You have to be in the right mindset to watch mm. this film. Um, it's not something you'd chuck on on a Sunday morning. No, it's it's a, yeah, well, after a big night out. Well, 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 yeah. well apparently <laughs> some of us do. Yeah. yeah, it's a yeah big healthy dose of some gritty realism for you. Yeah, yeah. They, then they don't really shy away from uh, some of the confrontational types of mm. um, attitudes in the film as well. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I guess when we're talking about strong female characters, with her being the lead in this film. This is what we're talking about. Is not strength isn't just about physical dominance. Yeah. It's also about you know perseverance, mental uh, resilience, mental mental yeah. mental Emotional. stability. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, you've got this this poor girl who I assume is probably about nineteen. She says she's seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, that's right. So she does say seventeen. Um, and who's got the weight of the t- two worlds on she her? She got her whole family like yeah. t- depending on her. Yeah. yeah, and I just it's one of those roles where I just can't. I often go on about these tangents, but I can't imagine anyone else doing it because she just sells the role to me. Mm. Because under the surface of her, she just has this determination. But mm. you know, she so she, she goes in search of her dad because she has to. Or they're going to lose the house. Or she loses the house, and she's yeah. living in the woods with her. They can't afford, like you said, they can't afford to eat. They have to get stuff from the neighbors. Mm. Yeah. You know, like she has no choice. And yeah. they set up like to me 
um, the first scene, they set up how poor they are straight away because mm. it's, you know, this family sleeping together in the one room, yeah. all covered in blankets. And that to me is just like, that just says they're poor. Mm. Yeah. They're all in the one room to stay warm because they've probably only got one heat source yeah. and, you know, all stay together so that we can, you know, we don't have to burn as much wood if we've just got one. Yeah, or yeah like, definitely. It just screams like struggling poor. Th- that's like, something really this director does in this film over so and over well. and over again. Yeah is put you in this world. Mm. The visual style is so bleak with barely any colour. Yeah, like it's barely so... Yeah. It's so desaturated. Mm, lots of grey. And the, I felt cold watching the movie. Yeah. Like, because it's down south, so it's nice and cold. Yeah. Everyone's park it up. Yeah. Um, Every time she goes to someone's house, they give her a hot drink hot, before yeah. she leaves. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. like something that really drilled it into me. It's like... Oh, this is like a very practical thing that they're doing. It's not like, oh, I have a cup of tea. It's like, yeah, it's not a nice sh- yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's a shit cup of coffee and like a dirty mug. Twenty minutes in. The, yeah, you got to go hike out in the freezing weather. Like, just those little details were really well executed. I think in this mm. film, absolutely. Yeah, mm, yeah, definitely. It's a. It, it just for me, it's a very slow film, and I, mm. we talk about modern audiences would probably have mm. a tr- would have trouble with this film. Mm. But for me, it just in, from the f- opening frame, I'm just engaged in the story. I, th- I think it's got a really good pace, though. Like yep. you say, it's a slow film, but I just think the pace suits. Like the the level of anxiety kind of increases as mm. as more stuff happens. Yeah, like sorry, you are right. Definitely, it just it suits, suits the tone. Kind of yeah, it suits yeah. the tone of yeah. the movie really well. Because she starts to, you know, her whole quest is to ask, and that's where I think it's great. Because like, and it's weird at the same time. Yeah. That, these people are relatives, but yeah. they're connected by blood somehow. Mm. And she starts asking all the wrong people. And mm. I, I, someone was telling me, I was talking to a friend about it who's read the book. You know, the first guy she goes to, what's his name? Little Arthur or something like mm. that. Yeah. yeah. So in the book, I think um, he he rapes her when she's like eight. Oh. He gives her hallucinogenic mushrooms. Oh so that's why he offers her the drugs. Ah, yeah. um, you know why he says, tries to get her to take some drugs before she goes. Yeah. And she's very defiant. And, well, and no. she, through the whole movie, is very anti. Like she gets offered drugs quite a bit. And yeah, yeah which I kind of think time. almost if you, I mean, I don't know where you would, it would feel shoehorned in if you tried to, but this one experience, to me it would only have added to the character that she's, you know, she remembers this experience from her youth mm. and she, she says, you know, to, she's so defiant the way she says no. Yeah. Mm. No, exactly. like she's standing up for herself and saying no. Yeah. I think um, that it was interesting not to include that and I think maybe that's reflective of the female director to not include a rape scene for the sake of it, you know, to say, hey, maybe we're not going to have the rape scene of the female character yeah, as a, you know, ideological, like, this is why she is the way she is kind yeah. of scene. It makes you're sense, almost, of No, you're right because you're almost saying she's tough because she got raped and yeah. you don't need to have, do yeah. that. You don't. You're right. You can, yeah, exactly. But, you know, I think in the context of the book it makes sense because you have much more time oh, to go. Oh, yeah, you can go into the the mind of the victim. Exactly, and, but in the film it might feel a bit maybe tokenistic, I think, to include the, yeah. But um, it was funny that though, even though I got told that by a friend, then I thought of the scene and I thought, oh, she is kind of defined in yeah. the way she does it. So obviously it had an impact on me. Like obviously yeah. there was that presence there of, She's had a bad experience with this guy, not a mm. to rape, but yep. she had a quite a bad experience with him, and that's why she's like, because so the she way she said to have no. much of a good experience with any of her no, so-called no, relatives. No, her whole relatives. What a terrible jerks. family. I mean, John yeah. Hawkes' character's quite, got quite an interesting arc. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, he, he there's sort of this horribleness, but there is this sort of, yeah. 
it's kind of uh, like old-fashioned gallantry underneath like the surface. Like cruel of who to he be is. kind type of thing. Yeah, going on there. Yeah. he's kind of a realist. Like he's like you know, I mean, you'll get yourself and, killed if you. And go at the down end, we, you know, he goes to his death willingly. At the yeah. end, right? Like he knows they're going to kill him. Yeah, that's it. And he goes to it willingly, and you know, and you get the beautiful guitar. Yeah, leave the banjo here, which is kind of a morbid kind of parallel with the hands. Yeah. After she just cut off her dad's hands. Man, we'll what that. a scene. <laughs> the the yeah, yeah yeah which we'll, we'll I think we'll circle back to that because. Yeah, cool. Uh, talking about strong, like uh, female. Oh, there's a horrible sexist undertone running through this whole mm. town. <laughs> yeah, but then there's the also this weird, yeah, sort of female centric. <laughs> like, there's the male sort of mafia type. Mafia is probably the only word I can use. <laughs> yeah, and then there's kind of the female mafia yeah. thing there as well. And we've got I can't remember her name. She's a good actress. She's always in stuff, but I can never remember her name. The one that. That she goes to twice, and she's yeah. like, "You should have listened to me, girl." She's yeah, she throws tea in her face. Yeah, she yeah. throws tea in her face, and then they beat her down. Oh, yeah, that's it. And they give her she a massive beating. Beat. Like, good beat. But then yeah. isn't it funny when the uh, teardrop rocks up and she's like, "None of these men touched her." Yeah, yeah they, they make a really good point of yeah. it's like it was the women that beat her, not mm. the men. Yeah, it's just the men that are going to kill her. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> again, there's that weird sexism through the characters and their environment. But by her doing that, she's protecting the the men and her whatever that guy's name is, John mm. Stumpy McGee. <laughs> is he not allowed to re- get revenge on women? Do you John. know what I mean? Teardrop is it? Because oh, she's yeah. like, well, we did it. Yeah, so yeah. he can't touch women. He's yeah, lighted. yeah. So that's kind of old fashioned. Yeah, that's weird. You didn't have a problem, isn't like, it though? You know, giving her a bit of a choke and whatever when they first. He doesn't mind roughing her up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Niece, as far as I can tell. Yeah, that's it. So they're allowed to beat the shit out of her, but he can't. It's that yeah. weird, morbid kind of like oh, yeah, weird double standards. Du- yeah, yeah, it's kind of like protect the women and children, but slap them around. Yeah, women and children, but also beat them up. It's so weird. Um, it only adds to the film. It only yeah. adds because she keeps going around asking questions and pissing people off. Yeah, because obviously it's obvious that her dad's uh, dead or mm. dying or about to be killed. Yeah, you know, I find that that whole double standard thing very interesting because that's totally what. Though that shit kicker, shit kicker small town attitude would be like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, oh, don't don't hit women because they're women and they're weak. Yeah, you know, yeah. As opposed to don't hit women because it's not okay to hit people. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. how about just don't hit people? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it is. It's that. a weird kind of double standard. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Is that the character you're talking about? Yeah, Dale, yeah, yeah. Dale Dickey plays yeah. Mirab. Dale Mir- Dickey. Mirab. She's in a yeah. lot of stuff. There's some weird names in that movie, hey. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I re-dolly, I thought re, that was good. Yeah, and R-E-E, not, yeah. It's a yeah, movie. yeah, re-dolly, yeah. What is yep. it? I'm a dolly, what is it? Buttered. Yeah, bread and butter. Bread, bread and, and butter, butter. yeah. yeah. It's like the tagline of the family. <laughs> family motto. Yeah, and um, yeah, the, like obviously there's a lot more to the story than we're, we're talking about, but, yeah, she, she starts pestering and, and getting to me questions, and then her uncle, Teardrop, has to um, step in and, Obviously, he goes over the line and he knows he will and he has this big thing about, you know, I love that scene in the truck when he's like, don't ever tell me yep. who killed your dad. Don't ever tell me that. I, I can never know that. Yeah. And you're kind of like, oh, that's real bad, you know, and then well, obviously he escalates things later by smashing up a guy's car with an axe and <sighs> threatening other people and basically sealing his own fate. Yeah. Um, and I do like the scene we get with her. She goes to the army to inquire about because she wants mm. the 40 grand for joining the it's army. A sad scene. Mm. It's so sad, and I kind of like the way the army's dealt with in that, yeah. where he's like, 
well, you know, there's three things. I need you to tell me three reasons why you want to be in the army. Yeah, and she can't. Oh, and she can't. She's just like, I need the money. I want the money. And he's like, well, maybe you're not in the right spot. I'm like, would the army be like that? That's yeah, kind of that's like, it. like, that's so accommodating. Yeah, yeah, that's Beggars it. can't be choosers, can yeah, they? Yeah, that's it. That yeah. guy was so nice. He was like worried about her well-being. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I thought that scene was really sad because it's not as if, uh, you know, it'd almost be too good if she was this like, Strong character, burdened with this responsibility, but she was also like really brilliant mathematician or something. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, yeah. She got this offer to go to Harvard, but she has to stick around with her crappy yeah. family. It's like she actually doesn't know what she wants to do. She might want to join the army because she wants to travel, but yeah. she doesn't understand that you don't just get forty thousand dollars for putting your name on a piece of no, paper. No, yeah, you've got to kill people and go yeah. places you don't want to go and do yeah, things. And you don't be want separated to do. from your family because she really didn't understand that. Like yeah. when you go into training, you can't your family take your can't. little siblings. Yeah, and, 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 she's yeah. Like, what? Yeah. and that's the Sad other sad realities that everyone's willing to take um, the other kids. The, the, the no, but everyone only wants to take the girl yeah. because she's young. Yeah, but the boy's kind of too old to be. You know, he's twelve. Like taking him in, so everyone's like, "Well, we'll take the girl off your hands." The neighbors offer too, and I mm. think um, Teardrop's wife offers yeah. to take taking the, the girl, but there, not the boy. There was a really weird moment, and they never really came back to it. And I was waiting for more on it when we first get the sheriff asking re questions, mm. and then the neighbour drops by with some meat and stuff for mm. her. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, what was the law wanting? Oh, so that was, yeah. And she's like, oh, I didn't tell him anything. Any, even if I did know something, I wouldn't tell him anything anyway. And I got the impression, like, the neighbours were kind of keeping an eye on her. Like, they Absolutely. were in on it, but they never developed that any further. No, I yeah. think it's just demonstrating in that community, you don't speak to the law. Yeah. And then obviously later on we find out that her dad spoke to the law, mm. and which obviously all the adults knew that the dad was a snitch, and so they're probably thinking, is she a snitch as well? Yeah. Mm. I think it's just to establish that while this fucked up community that has these fucked up rules, <laughs> there is some kind of sense of yep. loyalty yeah, amongst these. There's some thieves. kind of rules, yeah. Yeah, there's yep. rules to follow. Yep. And that's the kind of other thing I find interesting, and I'm not sure if it's done deliberately, um, when she faces off against, you know, she goes to the houses of these men and kicks in the doors and goes to that guy's work and tries mm. to get his attention, which is a big no-no. Mm. She never really seems afraid. She's very determined because she's yeah. like, I ha- this is an object in my way. I have to take care of it yep. for my family. That's it. But when she goes up against the females sort of, you know, when they rock up to her house and say, come with us, yeah. she's really defiant of the females. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I just, I don't know why it's, that's made that way, but it sort of does add to the story mm. because, again, it shows that parallel that there's these two worlds. Yeah. Like, you almost get the impression that that guy's wife leads the town more yeah. than he does. Yeah. Well, to like, be he fair, gets the they, credit, but she's kind of, they did she's swatting away, you know. They did, yeah. And, like, you know, she's pretty sure they killed her dad. So she could be like, don't, I'm not going anywhere with you because you're going to kill me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, I mean, even when she deals with him when she goes to the house and stuff, mm. she's mm. way more fearful of that woman than yeah. she is of the man. Yeah. And I reckon there's kind of like that whole behind the man is the woman, like, yeah. mafia type. Yeah. yeah. You know, she's the one that takes care of the real business. You know, he just signs the checks and mm. yeah. he's just got the scary name, scary, yeah. Yeah. scary voice and hat. He's not even really that scary. No, he's kind of just a like a, it's like a Santa character. Yeah, Santa yeah. character. Fat jolly guy with a yeah, white. Yeah, they should have got someone a bit more scary looking than that. <laughs> yeah. Someone to do some face like Because when like yeah, like teardrop Santa. goes up against him, you yeah. kind of like teardrop's terrifying. Teardrop is he terrifying. So messy. He's so gaunt. And he's just like he's just constantly snorting drugs. He's oh, super yeah. unpredictable. That guy looks like yeah, he looks like someone's grandpa. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's not he's scary. super creepy. Uh, but I keep thinking of him in Eastbound and Down. If mm. you've ever watched that show, I love Eastbound and Down. 
he plays the dad in the the good brother, oh, Danny McBride's wow. dad. Yeah, totally. Yeah, dad, our brother. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And he's so nice in that, and loving so to his family. Yeah. It's like in this, he's a piece of shit. Contrast. <laughs> Wrapped in a piece of shit, yeah, and coated in shit. But comes um, good. Yeah. So I love they they take her out to the the body, oh. and so the catch is, you know. Uh, they won't give you the money until they can prove he's dead. Yeah. Uh, and so she has to, unfortunately, chainsaw. She has to prove Which is dead. just busted up. Why a chainsaw? But okay. Yeah. I guess it's, it's better than the, a handsaw. It's all they have. Yeah. That's it. Um, and that's such a brutal scene where they make her reach into the water. And mm. even then. You still kind of get the impression that they could just drown her. I'd seen this yeah. one before, but yeah. I hadn't seen it in a while. I thought, wait, does she get killed at the end of this? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Because she's reaching the water and you sort of see one of them lean, and yeah. I'm sure the director and did And she's leaning lean. right over the boat as well. Like, yeah, she just could pop over and tip her in, you know? Yeah, like, or just chainsaw her head off. Yeah. You know? I, Got a chainsaw like, in a lake. <laughs> I was genuinely like, does she die in this? I'm sure yeah. she doesn't. I know there's not a happy ending, but. Yeah. I think that scene is a really good example of um, what you were talking about before, Mark, with like the alien in Alien how you only see it a couple of times in the film. In that scene, you know, you're expecting this horrible, terrifying version of a dad in the water, but you actually yeah. just see his clammy hand yeah. ever so slightly, yeah. maybe twice. And I think that really added to the drama of it because I was expecting, you know, the horrible, like, bloated corpse to come flying oh, out of the water. Up <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. he's got, like, oh, worms in his eyes or something. <laughs> but it's just, like, you see the hand and it's kind of pale, but you see her her reaction and she's just writhing and just hates it so much. And you yeah. can feel, I think you can feel the visceral, like imagine touching your dad's dead, clammy, wet hand. And then just Chains a stranger's wet, clammy hands. Are numb. Yeah, and to be your it. dad's as well. Exactly. Yeah. Like reaching into the depths to pull it out And the way the, the director water. frames that is brilliant with that wide shot because mm. I'm feeling like you, I'm feeling already a bit nauseous. I'm like. Yeah. I love that we get a great line there though. It's like they cut one hand yeah. off and then she's like, why'd you drop it? Why'd you drop both that of them. Four. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, she's holding on to her she dead said, Yeah. Dad's she says something like. Many a man have chopped a hand off to get out to of get out of jail. To prison, yeah. like, what, is that a regular? Yeah, that's is that a thing? What? <laughs> it's an established that thing that people do. <laughs> like, what? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hang on, I need to not know this world. Yeah, that's it. That's what they must do. So yeah, she has to get both hands. Get back in there and get back in there. Reach into the gloomy depths. And then I love she drops off the police station in just like a little shopping bag. Yeah, that's it. And get these. Yeah, and who's the sheriff? What's that actor? He's that comedic actor, and he's really bizarre. Really strange. Yeah, he looks really old and sad in that yeah. role. Yeah, and then I love that he, she's giving him dead hands in a bag, mm. but he's still going, uh, just so you know, the other night, like he's still like, <laughs> yeah, he I, feels I wasn't being a pussy Yeah, because yeah. exactly. he pulled over Teardrop and her the other day and Teardrop basically stared him down. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like, if you don't go away, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah, yeah and he's it. like, oh, I did that because, you know. You were in the car, you didn't want to start shooting. Yeah. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now let's check out your dad's hands. Yeah, let's look at your dad's burlap Zach, imagine what yeah. that would smell like. Oh, when she's just sure it was like the sack she had on her head when they took him. Yeah, out totally. What it's did like she wear on the, the way back? Yeah, we're going to repurpose this sack <laughs> with dead hands. Efficient, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, and so then she gets her bondsman money at the end, which mm. is quite nice. Which Very... is a little bit unexpected, I think. Yeah. Like, she doesn't expect it. I didn't expect no, it. No, but the guy, like the guy said, we took our cut. No one's ever going to come and claim this. Yeah, because yeah, I was know. sort of just expecting, you know, hurrah, we saved the house. It's like, yeah. no, you get a bit of cash on top as yeah, well. Yeah, it's gratifying. Yeah, which is nice. And then you sort of get the for going through the old stuff and mm. they find the photos, they find the banjo and there's that kind of eerie, I assume intentional, like close-up on his hands as he's mm. playing it and he says, oh, your dad always had. Yeah, your dad was much like, better oh, than me. Mm. Not anymore. He's not. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's kind of got nice. Yeah. Your hands. hands got cut off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even if he comes back as a zombie, he ain't playing the banjo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you sort of, the film ends and it's like. Yeah. No. 
this is the end. Like yep. you're here. This is it. And it's um, you sort of get the impression that that that's um, like that's where the film ends. But she's got so much more oh, yeah. shit to deal with in her life. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, she barely has an arc in this story, mm. really. Yeah, the arc is, I think, left to the imagination because you just know. It's like, well, what's she going to do? She's probably going to sell meth and she's going to become that woman, you know, in this shit kicker town. What else? Is that what she's destined to become? Because the opportunities here are non-existent. Mm -hmm. People don't escape that town. I don't think Mm. people... She's not even at school, I don't think, and she well, doesn't have any. None of the kids any... seem to be at school. No, yeah. true. She doesn't. Well, it's winter, so maybe it's. Oh no, but they don't have their holidays in summer. Yeah. Um, you know, she doesn't seem to have any interests or skills. Well, she's great with you know guns and stuff. Yeah. Mm, um, she's a, she a hell of a squirrel. That's it. She, she knows how to gut a squirrel because mm-hmm. apparently uh, Jen, Jen, Jen learned how to gut squirrels and skin them. Oh wow! Mm. See, that's mm. the method acting that I like. Yeah, that's not you know sleeping in buffaloes. No, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's just like it's a very like the ending is nice, but you just know, like you were saying, the rest of her life is just going to be probably be garbage. Yeah, and she's just this like, is like a slice of life. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think well. she has any kind of big journey that she goes on. No, and that's you know you can do that. Yeah, if no, you're yeah. as talented as these filmmakers, Every, yep. everybody doesn't live happily ever after. Thank you know, thank yeah, Christ, absolutely People can make a realistic film. And not everybody has this, you know, bell curve shaped arc mm. of you know, oh, go a bit bad and then get better. Like yeah. she was pretty much like you said, non arc. And I think that was yeah, worked really just well on a mission. Yeah, yeah, just a slight. I think it's great when life. a film pulls that off because it it just enhances the story and the characters. Oh, yeah, and this is nothing if not a character driven piece. Mm. Like it's. Mm. The story is so basic and so just no. There's no twist. There's no big yeah. turns. Like you kind of know he's dead from the start. It's not yeah. a big mystery. It's, it's very reliant on the characters yeah, because there's nothing else. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and the characters are so much more interesting than the story because yeah. the story is where's this deadbeat dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and just to tie back into our theme of strong female characters, mm. obviously, this is a different type of of strength in a character. Mm. Um, and I think having it as a young female is a really good mm. positive yeah. thing because obviously young females in film don't tend to get much <laughs> outside mm. of. I know we get a lot of you know our Hunger Games now Divergent mm. series these days, but that's all about being physically tough and not yeah. about yeah. you know strong with a capital S. Yeah, and they're all kind of strong, but they're void of emotion because mm. they have to be to be strong. Exactly. And it's like oh well, no, you don't because this character's strong, but she's also emotional. Like mm, yeah, she bre- she can break as yeah. much as she can. Be strong, you know what that's I mean? It. And that's exactly why this film is probably, like, at least my personal perspective of what should make a strong female character. You know, she can go around town and knock on bad meth dealers' doors and then she can go into the woods with her mum and have a massive cry and be like, Mum, I don't know what to do. I need your help. I'm yeah. a lost child. Oh, we forgot about that scene. Such yeah, a great scene. It's really yeah. beautiful. Um, yeah, no, she just breaks down and there are so many times in the film where she looks vulnerable or weak or fearful or whatever yeah. and it just adds to it because I and there was just a really good piece that I read maybe two years ago or so about the whole scourge of strong female characters and like you were saying before only physically strong but they have no emotions whereas you know a character like Sherlock Holmes might be physically strong but he's also crazy and brilliant and clever, yeah. yeah clever you know somehow yeah. caring blah 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 all these things whereas yeah you're a strong female character you just get to kick butts and look hot yeah um, but i think yeah re in winter's bone is a really great example of how you can be a strong female character not even necessarily physically strong uh not necessarily always capable of everything yeah but because you're a complete person hmm. yeah i think it's you're a three, three dimensional character yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. and i think it's a good thing because and this is why i want 
I like the uh, – obviously I want for equality and diversity in film. Mm. I want to have stronger female characters because I think the stronger female characters will also help – with the male characters as well, mm. because once you can see this that diversity so in the female, interesting. because when you see like a male character, yeah. um, not to cry about it, because you know white middle class <laughs> guy best seat in the house, <laughs> right. but when you see a strong uh, male character, uh, he's not allowed to be emotional. Mm, yeah, you know he has to be tough. Oh mm. yeah, he can't be he can't break or cry or you know like if his family dies, mm. if his family dies, he just looks really stiff up a lip. Yeah. He yeah, stares exactly. in the mirror and thinks about and puts black under he his broods. eyes and then. Mm. Yeah, so I'm hoping, like, by bringing it up to a level of equality, mm. that it affects each other. Do you know what I mean? 100%. And you can have both in both. And yep. like you said, it makes for a complete character. I'd rather have a character that's flawed, like, oh yeah, like a, a strong character that's strong in that, but also capable of of, of breaking down. Is yep. you know, as much as I love my dumb, stupid action movies, oh yeah, please make as many of those as you want. Like, of course, um, you know, Expendables and stuff like that. That's <laughs> you know, they make fun and stuff like that. But also, I think there's enough room for everything to be in there. And, mm. Yeah. Hopefully that equality brings it forth. Um, but for Winter's Bone, I highly recommend from my point of view. I, I think it's, like I said, it's probably my favourite Jennifer Lawrence film. Mm. Um, I hadn't watched it in a couple of years, so it was good to rewatch again um, and just realised how much I loved it and how much I'm going to, like, force other people to watch it now when I'm giving <laughs> my opinions on things. We're going to have to have a scene three screening night where we just force our previous guests <laughs> so many to people, watch all I just, <laughs> one day, One day I think I'm going to snap and I'm going to kidnap like 70 people <laughs> and I'm going to lock them in a, a theatre and I'm just going to make them watch movies. movies. Yeah, like how many of you have seen The Princess Bride? Okay, we're watching The Princess Bride. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Kill it up. Kill it up. Definitely recommend for me. Yeah, right. definitely recommend. When you said when you, your favourite Jennifer Lawrence film, what was the recent one that came out where she made The Mob? Uh, another David O. Russell. Oh yes. Um, what was it called? What was it called? Last year. Oh, um, joy, joy. joy. Uh, I thought that was exceptional. Another really great example of a strong female character. She is good at those roles, I think. Uh, and For such a young actress, yeah. that joy role. I really enjoyed that. Film. Any other younger actress wouldn't have been able to pull that off. No, it and would I have think to have an older I don't know what it is about her. And in Winter's Bone, like she, she doesn't look like a movie star. You know what I mean? Like she's mm. quite, like she's gorgeous, but she's quite plain. Yeah, and I don't know what it but is. But she's—I like that she's not afraid to not wear makeup for this exactly. movie and to rustle her hair in the leaves a little and look that's a bit grotty because that's part of her character. But, but yeah. genuine, and then she looks genuine like beauty is better than contrived beauty yeah, as exactly. well, like the plastic surgery and the heavy yeah. makeup and whatever that's exactly. Yeah. And then you know she looks like she does in American Hustle, and it's like she's just a chameleon. Like yeah, she's a, she's a very she's a she's an actor's to, actor. I think I think that's what makes her so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in American Hustle, where it's over the top. Yeah, you look like a Barbie doll with this exactly. ridiculous boobs over, that everywhere. Was the, you know, that mm. was the fashion then. So that's it. You're right. Chameleon's the best way to describe it. It's probably her best trait. Mm. Funnily enough, I don't like her Hunger Games movies. They're probably the one films yeah. I don't really enjoy. I don't know why. Is that because just... she's called Katniss and it's just a stupid name? <laughs> <laughs> it is a dumb, weird name. dumb name. I just can't get into those films. I don't know. It's just a byproduct um, of the writing. Yeah, I, I think can't it, get into them. I know. What you I tried immensely to get into them, but they're just. Um, not there for me. I don't know mm. what it is. I agree. Great. Um, what about you, Mark? I really enjoyed this film. These are the types of films I wish would get made more often. Mm. Um, I realised at probably a reasonably young age that I was over Hollywood blockbusters. Mm. Like, they just keep making the same story with different people and they blow a lot of shit up and it just it lost its excitement for me. Um, I enjoy movies with far more depth than just... I'm a bonehead, I'm going to shoot some people and blow some shit up. So mm. this type of story and the development and the sort of the journey she goes on and like I said, you know, there's no happily ever after. Mm. You know that she's got a shit life, she's going to continue living a shit life, but mm. she makes it do 
Yeah. Um, and she she gets done what she needs to get done for That's her it. and her family. I just yeah, it's a really good film. If you want to feel better about your own life, <laughs> you know, go and watch yeah, this film. You certainly yeah. had that effect on me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you certainly you all of a sudden feel like oh, my life ain't too bad. Like yeah. I got some stuff. But, I'm alright. I got but some you, stuff. Yeah, you do have to give it some time though, because like we say, it's sort of a slow boil. It gets its um, momentum moving. Yeah, I think that's probably the best point you made was that yeah. it does build that. It builds it. Very well, yeah. very well. But um, yeah, you have to give it. You have to give it some time. Don't um, don't be one of those <laughs> people that gets. Oh, I'm not watching this after 20 minutes. You yeah. have to give it some time. So yeah, yeah. Watch I mean, it to the end, yeah. people. Those are the kind of people who go. Oh, I don't like movies with subtitles. <laughs> as soon as I'm talking to one of those people and I meet them somewhere, I just zone right out. Yeah, my only problem with subtitles is I read too slow. I'm like, I missed that bit. What was it? <laughs> I just get too sucked in reading the subtitles. I'm like, I haven't seen the, what's happened on the, the film. Visual. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's that's true. That is a genuine thankfully, problem. Usually, like in like I watch a lot of French horror and stuff. Yeah. The French language is so much bigger than the Australian, the, the English translation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you get plenty of time. Yeah. Like, they're like, and it's like, cool, I read that. What's happening? Yep, cool, yeah, cool. Right, now maybe one. It's a very good one. Oh, yeah, I did the whole Ip Man <laughs> not series in one run oh, on wow. Netflix. Wow. So, yeah, that was That's good. That's a lot of reading. That is a lot of reading. <laughs> Such good films. A lot of talking though. in those films. He, ha- he had a very interesting life. Mm. There's an episode for us. Ip Man 1, 2, Ip and Man. 3. There's a four coming, isn't there? Oh, I hope so. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I think there is. He fights Mike Tyson in the third one. Anyway. It's weird that he's not more known. <laughs> yeah, all right. Sidetracked. Sidetracked. Let's get on to our third movie. <laughs> Jump back in our time machine to 1996, and Ooh. we're looking at Fargo. Uh, clocks in an hour and 38 minutes. Obviously written and directed by the Joel and Ethan Cohen. The Joel and uh, Ethan Cohen. The Joel, Joel and Ethan, Ethan Cohen. There are only two of them. Um, who have done, obviously, <coughs> quite a huge all amount of, of movies. movies. Um, yeah. All of the movies. All of the, all movies. Of the goodest movies all in the world. All of the goodest world. movies. I haven't seen a lot of their their latest work. I haven't seen that Hail Caesar. Uh, eh. And I dare say I haven't seen Inside Lewin Davis either, which sounds like a sacrilegious <laughs> thing to say. Sorry, I'm just squealing over here. Is, <laughs> is it? I know. I've had oh, about ten people tell God. me you're an idiot. Watch that movie. It gave me depression. It's yeah, <laughs> brutal. It, it looks brutal. It's brutal. I've Do you not know why I had seen a more I had, devastating I've had film. the disc out several times on the counter, mate. And then I'm just like. I'm not in the mood to. No. I'm not in the mindset to watch this you film. Have to be really sad or really resilient. I think I want to do it next time I have like a sick day and I sit in bed. Yeah. I think it's going to be the one I go to. Just do it if you ever really need. If you're feeling I don't know weird about life and you just need to have a bit of a cry, I have those times. That's and sometimes movie. I'll put on like Life Is Beautiful to get that. Uh, but now, See, uh, yeah, I use Bicentennial Man for that. Oh, yeah. that's because double it's edged. Like, Humans are the worst. Why can't we just let that robot live? <laughs> why can't we let that robot live? And also, why can't we let Robert Williams live? He just wants to be a real boy. <laughs> He's in love. Oh. He's jealous you don't know what love is, stupid cancel. <laughs> that one, you know, there's that one stupid cancel. cancel that won't let him be the human. Stupid uh, cancel. Jeez, I hated Bicentennial Man when I saw it as a kid. <laughs> and it is a long film. It's like, it clocks really in like long. 220 or something. It goes over 200 like years. Come yeah, on. It's, Come it's, on. It's, and it's got Sam Neill in it, I think, is part uh, of my. It's got Sam Neill in it, it gets a pass. Sam Neill's great. Uh, no Country for Old Men, Burn After Reading, um, oh, I mean, The Big Just Lebowski, <laughs> Oh Brother, We're Out There, um, Barton Fink, Miller's Crossing, you know, we we know all those ones. Um, Fargo is probably one of the most popular ones, I would hope. Mm. Um, in terms of, I guess, uh, stars, obviously we have William H. Macy and Francis McDormand sort of leading the pack there. Mm. Um, we've got Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. We're back Buscemi. To, we've got another Steve Buscemi movie. You've got a lot of Steve Buscemi yeah. movies. The guy's the, I think he's a little sick, bit of a legend, Steve he's, Buscemi. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's an- he just seems like a cool guy that I'd love to... Love to have a beer with. Yeah. yeah. 
and then you like you heard about that nine eleven thing yeah. where he like went to his firehouse and volunteered for like a week. I reckon yeah. he's just got like weeks of stories. Yeah. He must like, just he have a lot. Of, he must have made talk. a buckle of money in the eighties and nineties. And now he just does what he wants now to do. Now he just grows like, dirty moustaches and yeah. pretends mustaches. to be criminals. <laughs> Imagine having a conversation with him in a bar. Oh, I'd love to sit down and have a drink with him. He'd be weird. He'd be so freaky. He's he would freak, freak you out big He's time. He's freaky. Yeah. Uh, but Frances McDormand, speaking of strong female characters. Oh, Margie. She, oh, heck she <laughs> has been in quite a lot of films, I oh, think, and quite strong. But this, I love her in this. I love her in Fargo. I think um, well, if, if the accents don't get you, nothing will. Yes, this well, adorable. obviously we're set in uh, the Great White North. Brainerd. They went Brainerd. <laughs> um, also the best name for a town ever. Yes, I had Brainerd. to read the sign like four yeah. times. Dare I right? uh, take a swing at a plot in a Coen Brothers movie? Do it, do it. Sure. But I guess we One follow sentence. the adventures of a man who hires someone to abduct his wife so he can extort money from his father-in-law, but his plans He's are, an idiot. He's an idiot. <laughs> And he's being pursued by a police chief, uh, Gunderson. Oh, you betcha. Chief Gunderson. Margie Gunderson. Chief Margie Gunderson. What's her husband's name? Oh, um. Uh, he's the brother-in-law in Drew Carey show. That's so much. I wanted to say Lou, but I'm not, I no. think that's wrong. It just suits the... Um, the, the uh, so she's our, our big, strong female character in this. The mm. best thing about her is she's pregnant. Seven months think, pregnant. Yes. She's big. She is seven months pregnant. She's carrying this baby around. Um, I'm carrying quite a load, eh? Yeah. <laughs> but she's such a strong female character in the most untraditional way yes. you could possibly do it. Yep. Um, when we first meet her, she's in bed with her, her husband, uh, her loving husband that gets up to cook her eggs. I love that whole scene. They get up, she has eggs. Yeah. She goes to a car and then she comes back and says, the prowler needs a jump. <laughs> and it's like, that's it. And the scene cuts yeah. in and like, I know you don't like nothing helps me in that scene other than concrete the fact that I love these two characters yeah, already. Like. I already love them. <laughs> and then when we get to see her at the crime scene, because I'm I'm going to jump around. We're going to jump around That's on this fine. plot because you. That's pretty much. If you haven't seen Fargo, next. go and see Fargo yeah. because it's it's brilliant film. You, you've been saying this since last. Week. I think I've been going on about Fargo for so long. <laughs> so good. That's one of the ones I'm going to kidnap people and make them watch. <laughs> yeah. Um. When she when they go to the first crime scene and they find what Steve Buscemi and what am I going to call him? What's his a blonde guy who uh, always plays. Ah, uh, yep. Ah, um, uh, he's got that weird Norwegian kind of name. Yeah, and he's in like Armageddon as the yeah. crazy Russian. Uh, do we ever get his character name? I don't know if we do. No, Someone's it's, it's a weird off. name. It starts with like a G. Mm. Um, I couldn't remember. They're the characters Psycho that have been hired Bundy. by William H yeah. Macy's character to kidnap his wife, um, but they obviously cross paths through uh, Chief Gunderson's territory. Mm. Uh, and the, the the scene where her and I can't remember her deputy's name, but he's, yeah. he's just a lovable moron. <laughs> and she's going through, and we were talking about before, where she's like, oh, this one's got a bullet in her hand and her head. And he goes, I guess we call that a defensive wound. <laughs> and I love the way she goes Betcha. through and she puts the whole crime scene together, but in this kind of, like, idiotic sort of way yeah. where he's, like, asking questions. <laughs> she's answering questions and, like, it's like a like a... Seen from a schoolyard. Yeah. You know, when he goes, oh, you know, uh, the number plate's DLR. I reckon we only got half of them, so I've, I've put out an ABB on a tan Sierra with a DLR. And he goes, oh, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. <laughs> you know? And he's like, oh. And she's like, do you think it might be a dealer plates? And he's like, oh. oh and she's yeah. like, good, good effort, though. Like, <laughs> she's like, 
I love the way she's not, and she's not condescending to him. No. There's not a hint of condescension to this whole scene. That's it. She's so maternal throughout the movie. Like, she's a yeah. mum. She's a mum. She's a mum to her deputies. <clears throat> yeah, she's almost a mum to her husband in some ways. Yeah. And she's going to be a mum. Yeah. Um, and also, she's probably late 30s, 40s, yeah. I guess, the character sitting yeah, around. Yeah, she's probably older. 40s. That's yeah. great. So, again, like, you know, we've got this strong character who's pregnant, mm-hmm. which in movie world is a vulnerability. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. And she's wielding a gun and running around in the snow. Yes, and, yes. Oh. She's doing her job to the fullest of its degree. That's it. Well, she should uh, really be at home. And she's a woman in her 40s. <laughs> yeah. So what, like, you know, she has no place leading but, this film. But, but clearly, she like, she it. it's, um, it's I, I think they've done it really subdued, but clearly really intelligent. Like, mm. she's a really clever really woman. She's a smart woman. And, yeah. yeah, that's why I say when she's going through and she's like, oh, he didn't get very far, did he? You yeah, know, like, yeah. And that's it. She's using, like, it's not, she's not really uh, bombastic intelligent, not like a Sherlock Holmes type. Mm. She's smart, but she is smart enough to know that her deputy needs to learn and so she puts out clues for him so that yeah. he can learn. Mm. Because and in a lesser film, you'd have the chief telling the deputy, you're an idiot. Yeah, exactly. You're an idiot. Can't you see this is what's happened and yeah, that's there? That's and it. it'd be real smug kind of a Yes. Whereas it's like, or- it made me think, talking about strong female characters, it made me think, if that was a male character in her yeah. role, could he have been that nurturing and teaching of his deputy? No. We would never see not. anything like Probably that. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. And that's sad. That's sad mm. in a way. Like, yeah, exactly. Because it works so well in this film. So well. Especially the way the deputy's like, oh, like oh. he thinks about stuff. I love Ooh, it. Good one, she's Margie. like, deal of late. He's like, oh, you're right, Margie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Margie. Yeah, he's um, he's brilliant. Um, I love her scene with William H. Macy in his office and he does a runner. She's so good in that. <laughs> oh, we got a runner. That's, that's, that's what I like. That's probably one of the other parts I like about her character is she shifts gears when yeah. he gets yeah. impatient. Yeah. And she says, "Well, we can have this conversation, you know, down downstairs. I'm just yeah. showing you this courtesy." It's no, and he's no just like, "Snippy, yeah, yeah, no, we're going to be snippy. That's right." And he just sort of, "Okay, oh yeah, yeah. I'll Sorry. go into a lock uh, count, I'll do a count yes. right now." And then yes, he runs off. Bails. Yeah. Like, she grabs the phone. She's like, "How do I get an outside line?" She yeah. sends all yeah, the buttons because yeah, yeah. he's done a runner from the interview. That's it. She's uh, funny. She's hilarious yes. and goofy. Yeah, all these things that a police, like an effective police chief, is not meant to be. Yeah, yeah. Especially Again, we're breaking one. another convention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's. I mean, that's what the Coen Brothers do. We know that from other Coen Brothers movies. But um, they do it so well in this film. Mm. Um, and then I like the other aspect as well. Talking about breaking conventions, we've got the Steve Buscemi and and uh, we'll kind of call him Russian dude, <laughs> who doesn't <laughs> speak dude. and Buscemi doesn't shut up, and uh-huh. so it's a great dynamic. Such a good dynamic. And I love the way that they shoot that. They're like, oh, we'll get pancakes and then we'll get laid. And then it cuts to them getting laid, and then it cuts to them sitting in bed with the hookers watching. <laughs> like, yeah. And then it cuts again, and you're like. That's what? so simple and effective. Like, <laughs> as a person who loves filmmaking, that blows my mind because yeah. it's like these women are riding, making horrible moaning sounds, <laughs> and then we cut to the exact same shot and they're all lying in bed smoking and watching. And it's like, oh, okay, great. So they got their pancakes, they got laid, story rolls on. Yeah, right? it's a new, yeah. We don't need to waste seven pages of script. This is, we're done. We've got this more happened. stuff to list. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, obviously the be- the way this film was shot is very beautiful as well. The, the, mm. It's all snowy backdrops. Snow, yeah. Those um, pa- um, landscape and the car park shots are mm. so, like, to me, iconic, like when he's yeah. parking. He's, and it says a lot about the character because he's parking. Even though no one else is working, he's still parking like right down where he's supposed to and trudging through like 40 feet of snow (laughs) to get to his car. And you're like, that's just because, and we should point out William H. Macy's character. (gasps) What's his name? He's got a great name as well. Yeah. Like not not Gunderson. It's John. London. London Bird. London Bird, something like that. Anyway, his character's 
like a real like sad sack yeah, who he's blames so everyone sad. for his. Yeah, you kind of feel sorry for him, but then you don't because he kind of blames everyone else for his own problems. That's it. Trying to get his wife kidnapped. Yeah, such an idiot. so inept. He's so bumbling. I love a bumbling William H Macy. Yeah, he's so good. Apparently, he fought tooth and nail for this. Like, really? Yeah, he was said that he said something like. Yeah, he travelled back to LA and stalked the Coen brothers and said, if you don't give me the part, like, I'll kidnap your dog or something like that. Like, really, really <laughs> oh, threatened Way to sell it, yeah. Because he wanted Will. the part so desperately. Yeah. And again, yeah, he's in this role and, like, again, I can't imagine anyone else doing it. He does it, it like, really well. Because yeah. the whole movie, I kind of, I'm waiting for him to interact with Francis McDormand's character because you're like, this is the scene I'm going to, this is the scene yeah. I'm waiting for. And then when you get it, it's so good and then you get the second part of it as well. Um, It just, it's brilliant. Let's talk quickly because I want to hear what you guys think of uh, when she goes to meet her high school friend in the Twin Cities. Yeah. So why? what do you think her motivation to do that is? Is she getting a bit complacent in her marriage? Is she feeling so, a bit unloved maybe. because she's pregnant? Yeah. Is that what we're saying about this character? I thought she was just being nice because this guy mm. called her up out of the blue. and but Yeah, then- so did I. But then the, the when she says you go to the Twin Cities and her husband says, oh, the Twin Cities. And he kind of, hmm. Mm, yeah. And she does I ask thought, for a good place to go to lunch and that's where Yeah, she's kind up. of impressing him. Yeah. And then I think when she gets there, straight away she realises, yeah, oh, God, oh no. God I, I've got it so good. I love my husband. Yeah. I'm pregnant. Soon we'll yeah. have a kid. Like, she, I guess she does dress up a little bit. She does yeah. her hair yeah. and she checks if she's good. Yeah, I hadn't thought so of it. So I kind of like that though. Again, we're it. talking about characters that are flawed. She's yeah. this great character, but- she has a moment of you know weakness. What? She's allowed to have a moment of weakness because, yeah. you know what, she's carrying around a frigging giant baby as yeah. far as I can she's tell. She's goddamn pregnant. Yeah, and she's yeah. living in this horrible, like, <laughs> like not horrible, but this snow city snow must city. be the worst place, you know, to, to Mate, live. When you've got a rod in snow. your car to scrape the ice off your windscreen, oh, yeah. you're living God. in a shithole. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah no, so I, 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 I kind of like, like that floor. Yeah. Floor, yeah. And then, but, but she realises when he jumps over the other side and gives her a cuddle and she's yeah. like, He's whoa, like, nope, you go no, sit yeah. back over there. Immediately, this yeah. is not what I want at all. Immediately, I, she's, I like what I like. I've Don, got what I got. is that her husband's Don, name? Don, that might be it, yeah. yeah. And everywhere he goes... How's the painting coming? Yeah, that's it. He's painting. Because <laughs> he's in a painting and he's trying to get on a stamp. It's so good. good. Love I it. love that. Everyone stops. Oh, how's the painting going? Yeah, how's <laughs> the like, painting going? Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we see that. That's the first uh, panning shot we get of them is the, all the stuffed animals and the ducks he's yeah. been painting. And But I like that scene. And then classic Cohen brother, they take the scene and they just, you know, oh, this guy goes, oh, my wife died and, um, you know, she died of cancer. Oh, Linda Cooksky or whatever her name was. Yeah. And, and then later on we find out that was all bullshit and the yeah. guy just made it up. He was, like, stalking Linda for a while. And she's like, oh, he seems so nice. Like she's, <laughs> But then she doesn't even she doesn't even sweat it because she's yeah. just like, I can handle him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm. he's just a sad, lonely man. <laughs> I dig that big time. Um, the yeah. other thing I do like as well, um, to jump back to the Steve Buscemi character and the Russian guy, all the way through um, they were connected via a Native American Indian guy who was a mechanic, yeah. and that's how William H. Macy got in touch with them through mm. him. And I can't remember his name. Proudfoot, but Proud, I can't remember Proudfoot, the first Proudfoot, name. that was it, Proudfoot. Yeah. And they kept, and Proudfoot, and Proudfoot has this whole thing, he goes, oh, I met your friends, and he goes, oh, friend, I only vouch for one of them. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, the other guy, <laughs> that was his friend, so if you vouch for him and that's his friend, that's fine. Yeah, that's all fine. And all the way you're through, you think Steve Buscemi's the friend, yeah. and you think yes. the other guy. Yes. And then when he's walking out the door, he's like, tell your friend Proudfoot. 
And you're like, wait a minute, so the Russians are the legitimate yeah. card? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, Steve Buscemi's the wild card? Yes. Of course. And then you're like, that's kind of like, a, I do like that. And then obviously you get met with an axe to the back of the head. Which is oh, brilliant. So good. Um, which is, yeah, so Steve Buscemi gets shot because obviously uh, William H. Macy's father-in-law takes over. Mm. Again, another great actor. I don't know his name, but he's in a lot of stuff. Plays the role to a T. Mm. Um, to, you know, because he's Wade, um, Wade, Wade the father Wade. in law. Wade, that's yep. right. And who's Wade's sidekick? They're both kind uh, of Everyone like- references oh, Steve something or other. Yeah. Even when his son's like, oh, will we get mum back? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. We've talked to Steve and Steve sorted it out. It's like, what? Why are you telling your son about Steve? <laughs> like, it's so convincing. It's so good. Um, and then obviously, Steve's going to get shot in the face and he's got a wonderful mortal wound that he's nursing. Yeah. And then he decides to keep the car, which upsets the Russian who puts mm. an axe in him and. And cause, well, we find out that he's actually trying to extort his father-in-law for a million dollars. Yeah, and he's only told these guys I'll get forty grand. Yeah, yeah. So Steve Buscemi buries the money on, but, but, before he, he goes gets back. the whole loot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and gives uh, Russian forty grand. Says I'm keeping forty grand in the car. And they're keeping the car, and that's yeah. why they fall out. Yeah, which is again a, such a Cohen thing to do. Yeah. Like you've got a million dollars in a fucking suitcase, mm, and you're yeah. arguing over a five thousand dollar car. <laughs> yeah. Give him the four, Give him a ten grand and say, "Cool, I'll see you later. I'm going yeah. to get a million dollars." Yeah. But that's what I love about the Coen Brothers because they take human emotions and human motives to the extremes, mm-hmm. and the consequences are always bad. Well, well the consequence yeah. in this case was an axe to the face, yeah. and that brings yeah. me to one of the most iconic scenes: is obviously yes. uh, Margie was through her investigation skills because she's actually a cop in a movie that's good at her job. Mm. So good. So she finds the cabin quite quite easily. Oh, because um, there was a there was a complaint about this you know weird guy at the at the. Oh, lake. I love that too. Yeah. That that whole conversation the, is brilliant. The guy, one shot in the conversation, yeah, yeah like um, yeah, he was funny looking. I love how they all yes. keep describing his funny oh, looking. And way? when they ask him oh, to yeah. elaborate, oh, he just did just, a normal, not looking like a normal just, person. Just kind way. of funny looking. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, hmm, like that's the, helpful. The two hookers say that as well. <laughs> yeah, and yes. It's like. And then you're like, yeah, totally though. He is. And that's and like, I wonder if they way. wrote that with Basimi in mind, going, he's a funny looking and, guy. But they funny end looking. that scene with, oh, this weather's coming in. Oh yes, you can see your front, and they just kind of separate. Yeah, right? yeah. Just, and the cop just has so his back jovial. to the camera the whole time with his hoodie yep. on. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a classic oh, going. Brilliant. Uh, and then so Margie obviously sees the car in the in the driveway and heads down there, and we get the. The iconic scene of just a piece of wood as he's pushing um, Steve Buscemi's foot. Through a wood chipper. Oh through God. a wood chipper, yeah. And, and then the he throws noise the log. that thing makes is so convincing. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> so moist. And then you get, yeah, he goes, he makes for a run towards him. Tries to run off. Him, yeah. Yep. I love that shot too when she's walking across the ice. How good yeah. is it that, that she doesn't hit him the first time as well? Yeah. Like, yeah. a bit of humanisation. Mm. Like, yeah, no one's a perfect marksman. Yeah. yeah, she's mm. probably not going to be spot on. She accurate. gets him in the leg the second time and he goes down. Yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. And then awkward car, dry, car ride back yeah. to the station. Yeah, cut to awkward. <laughs> yeah, he's in the back. Yeah. So do we find out? Did, so, like... Do we just assume he murdered the the wife? Well, yeah, he did because yeah. you can see the blood on the wall and she's lying on the ground. Yeah, and she's and like, he oh, did, he like if I'm not mistaken, he gives her kind of a bit of a weird look earlier in the film, mm. like when she like, you know like he wants to kill, which her I love. They set her up in front of the oven and pull the door down to keep yeah. her. Yeah, <laughs> you can see the the breath is <laughs> yeah. coming out through the the thing <laughs> she's got on her head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, brilliant film. And then obviously we end the way we began. 
with with Margie no. back in bed with her husband. So he's good. won the yeah, stand. He's on the stand. Um, you know, he's. I so think they're nice. talking about food again, and I love yeah. their whole relationship, like connection with food. Yeah, yeah. You he know, brings like her lunch. Yeah, he yeah. brings her lunch, and then I love Arby's. how much she eats as yes. well. Like, yeah, real life yeah. woman who's pregnant. Yeah, she loads that tray oh, up at the all you can eat. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. So much. Yeah, it's such a great little pan because it's like yes, yes, no, yes, yes, no. She's got that little gag at the start as well where she, he's like oh you're okay chief and she's like oh just morning sickness and she goes oh it's past i'm hungry again <laughs> yeah 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 she's um she's fantastic it, it, I, I just love this film so much like yep. everything about it i could watch it every week and still enjoy it yeah it's a brilliant we've got three film. other films to watch every other i've got week. three other films to watch next yeah. week so i better not do that <laughs> uh, but for me I, I love it i think it's a great film um i think it's a really good addition to our Theme. Mm. Um, she's a great example of a strong female character that's diverse as well as strong as Very well good. as weak, and yep. like she has a little bit of everything. And the fact that she's pregnant is awesome. It's like people would be too scared to do that now to have yeah. like a pregnant woman as the the lead of your your murder mystery film. You know, like that's it. Or she'd be treated with way more sort of like mm. yeah, she doesn't get out of her chair. Would be the yeah, thing, it's you know? always the butt of the joke. Whereas yeah, yeah be, it would be yeah. a butt of the joke. She's running like. across the ice in a like armed pursuit of a murderer yeah. while she's pregnant. And the know. character doesn't think twice about it because her job is to bring in the bad guy and he's exactly. the bad guy and she doesn't think That's twice it. about it. Yeah. So for me it's definitely a recommend. hundred mm. uh, percent. My I don't know if it's can't it's hard to decide what your favourite Cohen Brothers movie is. It is I very think hard. it's a difficult question. But this I feel is, like Fargo is the one that get the most viewings I get the yeah. most out of. I would say that and Inside Lewin Davis are right up. Which they're very is. different movies. Um but I would say Fargo is probably my favourite Colin Brothers. Oh but then there's no country problem. And Big Lebowski. Yeah, there's so many movies. And then apparently he's getting a spin off from Big Lebowski. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, what's his name's character? Um Jesus. Yeah. That's interesting. Um what about you, Mark Fargo? I'm slightly ashamed to admit that this was my first viewing. Oh wow! Of Fargo, I'm yeah. jealous of that though. Yeah. Like, I love it when people get to see stuff I love the first time. I don't know how I do it so often. I just seem to miss a movie that everyone else has seen. I and understand. I just, There's I, a lot of movies from the '90s that that slip through the nets. Yeah. Seems like a lot of movies happened then. Yeah, there was definitely more movies released. I think in that decade I than there like was there in was. this decade. Yeah. Yep. This decade's bigger, longer films yeah. or shortier, shitter films. Recut, mm. remastered, sequel. Yeah, that's right. Let's adaptation. make something that was fine yeah. better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Better in quotation marks. Yeah. I mean, going to the movies like in the late 90s or 2000s was more of a challenge because there was a lot more to choose from. Mm. I can go to the movies today and be like, there's probably two things I want to see. Ugh, yeah. The rest of it's like, I'll see it, but I'm not paying $25 yeah. for it. Oh, and I, I used to get out of the house a lot more than I do these days. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have to but um, such a good movie. So um, I read oh, it. I so enjoyed it. It was. But have you seen other Coen Brothers stuff? Of course. Yeah. 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 We're, brother, we're out there. But um, mm. just the just the interaction of the characters just had me smirking the whole time. Mm, yeah. I just loved it, and I love the accent. Like mm. I don't think there's any. If you made it with it's, a, it's brilliant setting in that yes, setting. If yes. you made it in somewhere, if like if it was set in another location, it wouldn't work as well. Yeah. But just like a a dumb content smirk on my face the whole time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was and it's such a good. Um. I think it was such a good uh, film for this for this theme as well mm. because it's not like I say it's not a I'm going to kick ass. Type yeah. of tough. Yeah, woman. it's kind of like when we were looking yeah. at it, I, I wanted to do it because, you know, I did a bit of Google Googling and sort of like, you know, what do people rate? And it's God, man, some of the top 10 strong female films were just mm-hmm. so bad. 
And like this one was on like a list, I think like, and it was about number 11 or 12. And I'm like, what? Like, it should be. <laughs> should be up higher than yeah. that. Yeah. But then they, I mean, these lists, you know, mm. from these stupid yeah, websites, yeah. these yeah. lad Bible websites. Lad and, you know, Bible. Like, yeah, strong female character. Uh, Scarlett Johansson in the Avengers because yeah. she's hot. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. right. That's, she, she has a good fight scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what a lot of these people. these things will, those lists were that. Like, I really, really struggled when I was thinking about, the, the, like, mm. at least my choices of what we should go for. But, yeah, yeah I really it. love the um, the clearly intelligent um, way she goes about her work. Um, the unassuming, she like she's not, she doesn't boast, she doesn't brag, she just yeah. gets on with it. But yeah, you know, she's, she's smart. She's great in her job. She, yeah, she's got the measure of, of what's going on. And like how often you not see a cop character that doesn't rub that in their peers' faces. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. Like, and the brilliant detective. Itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a good a cop character that you can like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. don't have to be like, damn, he's a jerk, but, you know, like, like Sherlock God, Holmes. he gets the job yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so. unconventional, but damn, he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you're, if you're in the 1% like me and hadn't seen the film, um, you should definitely go and watch it because, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so and just before we wander out of Fargo territory, mm. mention the TV show. I don't know if you guys have seen the TV oh, yeah. show. I've caught okay. a little bit of it. I haven't, I haven't watched it. Is I do you want to talk about the TV show? The best TV okay. show. Because when I watched the first episode, I'm like, hang on, Margie's a dude now? Like, no, no. No, no. No, no. Okay. It doesn't tie into. Yeah, it's different. It's different, yeah. Cool. Yeah, no. Because um, I'm like, the police chief is a man. And I was like, I don't like this. No, no, it's Different. great. It's okay, cool. um, yeah, my boyfriend is obsessed with it at the moment. The second season is brilliant as well. Cool. Um, so it's not a straight adaptation say, of the film. It's just a, no. It's a different story set in the same world yeah. where money is found. Yeah, right. Uh, the, like the case of money is found, money. and the guy's okay. gonna get revenge on it. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton's in it. Yes, good. Uh, and then the second film. Takes place. The second series takes place thirty years before the first season. How cool! So it follows. There's a character in it, um, and it follows him from when he was the police chief, which is the isn't it, isn't she the police chief? In isn't it a female police chief in the first? Yeah, season? I think my Jake was saying that there's like female police chief comes into it. But when I was just watching the first episode, I'm like, hang on, have they just like man washed this no, character? No, 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 they, so they definitely cool. haven't. It's definitely yeah, got cool. Colin's fingerprints all over it. Yep, just my um, the, She's awesome. Yeah. When she's she- the character. And then so it's like her dad is in this, is, it's his story in the okay. second season. Yeah. Played by Patrick Wilson. Um, Kirsten Dunn's Good. best work she's ever done is in ever. season two. Wow. Ever done. is She is so, so good in the second. She's sort of like part of a couple and she's kind of like uh, her husband's real simple and quaint, but she kind of like manipulates him cool. into doing what she wants. And obviously, you know, being Cohen brother, murder and mystery gets in the way. And good, the cast is phenomenal. And Billy Bob Thornton in the first season is Billy worth Bob. the price of admission alone. Yeah, I love Billy yeah. Bob so much. Yeah, they've. Um, I highly recommend it. If you can get back into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, no, um, I just was wrong. I obviously wasn't paying attention. No, it's 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 just. Oh, it's, you can't believe it's television. It's like just watching mm. a really cool ten-hour movie. Good. I'll have to yeah. download and watch. Yeah. I mean, I'll have to obtain legally and watch. Good. Yes, yes, good. yes, of good, course. Good, 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 good. Um, but yeah, no. I think all the films that we've mentioned today are really great microcosms of what I think about when I think of strong female characters. But I don't think about you know physical strength like we've covered. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think about strength of character as the you know character's integrity or ability or anything strength is in strongly written and a you know fully fleshed out like you said mark 3d mm. three-dimensional character and yeah. i think all the women that we've spoken about today really fulfill that you know they cry they're pregnant they eat heaps of food they sometimes don't know what to do when there's a terrifying alien you know ransacking their ship um, yeah but they yeah. goddamn they get the job done they get the job done and then, and you know, some of the other titles I toyed with was: Have you guys seen the new Dread film? 
No. No, because I think she's fantastic in that. Yeah. It's the mum from Game of Thrones, Lena. I should know her uh, name, Lola Run. Um, Lena uh, Headley. Headley, yeah. Yes. Yep. She plays the bad guy. She's oh, sort of in charge so of the block that the judges are trapped in. And she wants to get rid of them because, like, there's a crime and they need to cover up. And it's about these judges surviving. So it's a great Judge Dredd film in itself because Carl Urban's awesome. And he's got his apprentice with him. Um, Well, I'm definitely going to watch that tonight. Yeah, she is such a good. Oh, man. She's exceptional. Yeah, and she just takes it to this level of just like, you're like, she's a bad guy. And then she just goes up another level. And you're like, she wouldn't. And you're like, yep, she's a bad guy. She'd do it. (laughs) It's like Game of Thrones. I love her. Yeah, she's the same. I, I live for her character. I reckon she's channeled some of this Judge Dredd character into her Game of Thrones because, cool. um, yeah, it's brutal, brutal film. Um, and I loved it. I wish they. I, hope, I mean, I wish they'd make another sequel set in that Dread world because yeah. it was really interesting um, characters. But yeah, that was another one I thought of. I'm just trying to think of what other ones we came across. There's a lot I'm trying to think of ones that think they are, but they're not really. I mean, mm. if you can think of any other topic. Kind of condescending. <laughs> yeah, the condescending. But ones. they think they're oh, yeah, you know, they're raising very, the bar for female right, actresses yeah. and yeah. Well, they're doing all much, the heavy lifting. Yeah, that's it. Literally. All the superhero <laughs> movies, pretty much. I can't think of a superhero movie where I've yeah, been satisfied. With... You know what? I have this theory that's why Whedon dropped out of the Marvel universe. Yeah. Because he He's into that. He's into that. That yeah. guy has earned his female strong female character stripes countless times in my yeah. opinion. Uh, with with Buffy and Firefly and all, et cetera, et cetera. Buffy. The- but do you, I reckon that's why he dropped out of the Marvel Universe because yeah. after that Avengers one, he was kind of like, because he's wanted to make a Black Widow one, but mm. obviously they, like, why wouldn't they just let him make it? That's it. Why, who just wouldn't take her that? for it's, six months, let her make it. It's going to work because oh. everything he does works and it's just I'm sorry, as soon as I see his name on it, I don't care yeah. if it's a piece of shit on a stick. Stupid I'm still going to pay money yeah, to see Stupid it. executives <laughs> seem to not like him for some reason. I don't but get it. But he's a cash cow for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Same with Cabin in the Woods. Like, mm. uh, why did that get, like, such a, like, just, you know, oh, no, don't worry about that. You know, mm. put that on the on the board, forget about it. And it's like. He just directed your Avengers movie. It's got Crips Head movies. Like, tell me you couldn't have marketed that film, but you're right. He, the executives don't seem to like they, him. They don't seem to get how much pull he has with fans. Mm. I just, yeah. yeah. Um, I would love to see him do uh, a Black Widow film, especially given that little scene we got of her in Avengers um, mm. where she gets um, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Juju's her up and she remembers how she was at that training school because I love that part in the comics. It's brilliant. Mm. All these young girls being trained in ballet and gun combat. Like cool. it's uh, it's <laughs> fucking cool. Mm. But then it's so brutal and they met and like you grad to graduate you have to kill your partner. <laughs> and it's like that's so bad. Like it's, <laughs> he would he would handle that really well. But yeah, um, yeah no, I suspect that's why he fell out of it. Makes sense. It's still the, the one that probably I find annoying is. Um, like the action movies where it's like a medieval thing and it's like, mm. what I watched recently, Clash of the Titans. <laughs> and it's like, so she's like the archer, so she just has to wear like a skirt yeah. and a handkerchief. like, <laughs> And <laughs> everyone else gets to wear like, you know, yeah. full-blown armour and stuff yeah. like Chain that. Chain mail. <laughs> I, although I have to do, I'd probably have to say in terms of Marvel's defence, the Guardians of the Galaxy do female strong well. Yeah, I haven't seen. It seems like more recently they're getting onto it. Oh, well, the Alison Brie is... Captain Marvel is yes. For those playing at home, Shane is making the ace. Hey, okay, it's hey, all right. Okay. With the yeah, thing, she, with the fingers. She's one of my favorite actresses. She is, yeah. Have you ever seen Short Twelve? Short Term no. Twelve. I haven't seen any of her films. I didn't see Room. Didn't Do see yourself a favor. Short Term Twelve. Okay. It is brilliant. Do you like um? What's the movie I'm thinking of? The Newsroom. 
Mm, haven't seen. No, again, watch that. <laughs> Can't remember that so you're going you're part the of the list. 70 people now. Yeah. <laughs> you just oh made no. the list. I mean, no, um, made the definitely list. see, yeah, that goes out to everyone in Listener Land. Short Term 12 is, it's another slow, short uh, burn, but it is a, it was the other one I was going to consider for strong female character mm. because it's about uh, her relationship with her boyfriend and they both work in a child foster care centre. Cool. Um, and it is a very real, I imagine I haven't worked in one of those centres, but mm. it's a very realistic, gritty take on the experiences you have and how that would emotionally affect a person, cool. let alone two people trying to have a relationship. Good. Highly recommend it, but very slow. I still haven't seen The Room either, though, so no. that's next on my So list. we've given the listeners 47 films to watch this week. Yeah, yeah. that's probably cut, cut yeah. back down to my usual I recommendations. Have, <laughs> I already have like four movies that I want to go home and watch tonight. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. You're getting Sorry. to work late yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, that's it. Oh, God. It's too, it's, I've got to stop doing that. <laughs> but thank you for joining us uh, on on this episode. Um, yeah, we're trying to get more discussion going. And uh, as always, we extend the invite to you if you want to come back. Love We'd to. love to have you back. Bring your own theme and three movies. Right. BYO theme next oh, time. No. You guys are going to be movies. stuck talking about 90s legal thrillers. Oh, oh that's yes, that The is, firm. Mm, yes. <laughs> 90s legal thrillers. That's actually really that's good. I dig that. Yeah, my let's favorite do it. niche. Ooh, would, right, that cool. get, uh, would that get the Matthew McConaughey Time to Kill or is that outside the 90s? Uh, oh, I think that fits that in. That might just fit in. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We can do end 20th century. That encompasses 80s and 90s. Oh, yeah. 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 There's definitely a couple I'd love to do. There's like 30. We'll struggle to pick. Can we handle the truth? Can you? I don't know if you can. You guys will have to wait. But I would definitely love to come back. I've had a wonderful time and I keep kicking the mic, so I'm sorry. That's right. I spit on it and Ah, knock it around. Good. Thank you very much for having me, fellas. Thank you for coming. Yes. And thank you for getting a woman to talk about strong female characters and not just another bloke. (laughs) No, no, yeah. yeah, Nothing more disingenuous than three blokes who think they know what women like. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. If anything, we want diversity. (laughs) (laughs) I love those shows where they do that, though. It's nice and redundant. Yep. Uh, we'll get uh, we'll we'll get the group of white guys to talk about diversity. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. That. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we try to get we aim to get. We had Megs last week. She was a games expert. Yep. Uh, we had your brother on terrible movies, which I like to think he's, he's an expert. Very on. much the expert on. So that. we try to get experts in in their in, fields. In their fields yeah. 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 yeah, 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 cool. definitely. Well, when it comes to the nineties legal thrillers. Bang, you're on. We're going to hold you to that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm actually like rattling off in my head now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's going to be be a three-week episode, that one. (laughs) I feel like Demi Moore keeps popping into my head for some reason. I don't know why. She made all her films in the 90s. Did she do a couple of them? Or even, oh, yeah, Pelican Brief. Pelican Brief, yeah, totally. the best one. Yeah. Jesus. Mark, you know the drill. You've got to give it on the way out. I've got to roll it out. So, yeah, get on board the uh, Facebook page and let us know what you think. Also, your honourable mentions, your um, suggestions on our theme. And uh, don't forget to send us your email, thoughts, pictures. Please send us actual emails. Yeah. Mm. Um, We'd love to have a mailbag segment, but we need actual emails, Mm. not just abuse and photos of your genitalia. Please stop sending (laughs) those in. So, you know who I'm talking to. <laughs> so you can get us at uh, scene3podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. One word and one number, I should say. Mm. Um, and, yeah, hit us up on Facebook and subscribe, iTunes, Pocket Cast, however you get your uh, podcasts. Yes, we're going to put up a post about that. Yeah, go and subscribe and get it straight in your pocket. Get it up here. Before we go, next episode. Next episode is going to be cult hits, cult classics. Movies that are, have cult followings. Oh. See, we butchered the theme every, every week. time before every we even time. get to it. And so what are we watching next week? We are watching The Lost Boys, which yes. is absolutely up there. Uh, Office, Office Space, Space. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, which are, yes. and yes. Big Trouble in Little China. 
Perfect. Good. Um, and we're going to be joined by my friend Rebecca. Yes. And um, and she is very good at introducing me to movies that I'd never heard of. So she has a little bit of an expertise in the field of cult, then, which is good. Hopefully. It's always good to have that one friend who's like, "Have you seen this little obscure film? No, I haven't yeah. watched it. Thank you for showing me that film." <laughs> Even with my ridiculous watching of movies. I have a friend. You must who does just that have screens me. in your eyelids. No, no, I have a friend. I have a friend that does that to me as well. I think everyone has that friend, mm. no matter who you are or how many movies you've seen. Yeah, they'll they're the friend that goes. Have you heard about that film? It didn't get a release in Australia, but here is a copy of it. Mm. Oh, thanks, man. This is the best film I've ever seen. <laughs> my friend is my boyfriend. who's like, hey, we should watch Star Wars. I'm like, oh, finally. Oh my god, the first Star Wars movie is actually really good. <laughs> and then I'm maybe like, that's the thing we should have the two of you on because we're going to start doing some couple uh, episodes. Man, we have an idea for. A podcast where we just argue about movies because we always disagree. <laughs> It'd be great, but he's too busy. We d- well, maybe think of a couple's think yeah. of a couple's theme on to come on couple's our show because right. we're going to start bringing on groups of two just to maybe trial a, a four way discussion. Yeah, because be we great. don't go for long enough with three. Yeah, so yeah we're going to pat it out another twenty minutes, hundred minutes or something. Yeah, yep. that's but it. I definitely think that would be a good segment. Movies that your partner partner forced to you to yeah, watch, but right. you enjoyed in the end. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's got a couple of those. Uh, we've got belt. a billion of them. Yeah, I always get that with girlfriends who have never seen The Princess Bride. Mm. And you then they- force girls to watch The Princess. Yeah, Bride. absolutely. And they're like, "That's the greatest movie. Why haven't I watched it? Like, Isn't it the best?" <laughs> and then we break up. <sighs> and then we break up. <laughs> The end. <laughs> so I think oh, maybe it's the Princess Bride is your problem. Maybe that's the They yeah. see yeah. Carrie Owens and they're um, like, wow, uh, there's men like that out there. It's good luck chucking myself with the movie The Princess Bride. <laughs> I'm showing that and they're going, I could have him. That's a third date movie, Shane. You're yeah, going too early. I always go in too early with Blowing the, early the Princess Bride. I'm, no, I'm straight to like Frontiers, yeah. Wreck, all these terrible <laughs> Spanish martyrs. Yes, martyrs. Oh, my like, God. A first date yeah. movie if I ever saw yeah, one. Yeah, like, you know, a girl go, I like horror movies, Shane. Show me a horror movie. <laughs> Don't Let's- show them martyrs. Don't show them inside. Don't <laughs> show them Wreck. They mean I, I know I, what I, you did last summer. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, done the it. research. None of those are good yeah. movies. Anything when a girl like- says she likes horror movies, yeah. don't force that on her because yeah. that shouldn't be forced on anybody unless yeah. you've built them. You need to be warned about those That's films. It. Nobody says when I when they say I want to watch a horror movie, do they mean I want to watch an existentially horrifying movie? They want to watch a movie where there's a little bit of scares and there's a jump and there's a man in a mask. Yep. They don't An want to watch human beings having the flesh yeah. peeled off their bodies. Exactly, for the sake of Good reaching to know. Nirvana. Good to know. <laughs> Note that Pointers. down in your diaries. Yeah, yeah um, listeners. <laughs> oh, but Dating tips I from sh- Shane. Can I just say, great movies, though. Martyrs but is an exceptional film. They are not a film you should show to someone you're Films that will guarantee impress. you will break yeah. up with. One of yeah. my friends, uh, she showed it to, it was a second date, and mm-hmm. she showed them um, Inside, oh. which is a French film. You haven't said that. It's about a woman who thinks another woman owes her a baby, and yeah. she's pregnant, and she's going to cut the baby out and, of her. Yes. And she showed this to this guy on a second date, and she was like, it did not work. And I'm yeah. like, as if. like yeah. there's, there's so many wrongs there that <laughs> are going know. on. I think my favourite not good movie for a first date is definitely Snowtown. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that's a segment. That is a that's segment. A segment. Oh, I've written a whole article movies, about this. Movies that will break you up. Yes. Yes. I've got, I've got the movies. It's Snowtown, Martyrs, and The Woodsman with Kevin Bacon oh, playing a pedophile, being re-released woodsman. into society. 
and you feel bad for him? <laughs> I took a girl to see Hard Candy once. Ah, oh, Hard Candy's oh. great. That's the worst first date movie, though. Know? <laughs> Not a good choice. During the castration scene, I was yeah. like, oh, wow. Oh, God. Nobody's getting any action story. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, even if she throws herself at me, I am not in the mood to do anything. <laughs> it's just like, physically uh, not capable right That now. movie is so good and yeah. he's fantastic in it. Yep. Again, should, I'm digressing. We should say good night. goodbye, listeners. Sorry, yes, we should stop it now. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks for good. listening. We'll be back with you next week for our uh, cult following theme. So enjoy and see you then. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Bye.